0: My name is Little Blasty Blast. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. I have like way too many images of what I wanted to do right then. <laughs> Failed. Crashed.
1: Try again. Go. <laughs> Let's go. No. Just try it. Try it. Try yeah. it.
2: No, no. You've officially hit my bashful side. <laughs> Start turning. Three, two, one.
1: Oh, what's up gamers and welcome to the Safe file podcast where like every video game character Every gamer has an origin story to tell. I am your host gold lion and what the heck today's guest as you can tell We got a little blasty blast. This is so great. So amazing. Mm-hmm. Welcome little blasty Blast, to the show Thank
0: you. Thank you.
1: So awesome for you to be here. How you feeling today? How you doing around these weird times?
0: I'm this feels normal to me. This is my normal life. How so? I'm always indoors so i'm so busy all the time i don't really get out very much so the only difference is that my children are here doing school which i used to be a homeschooler so even that
1: feels normal wow okay so yeah. i mean that's that's what i noticed is like it's typical for gamers just to stay inside all the time uh-huh. so it's, it's pretty great it's pretty amazing i'm like we
0: were all made for this like, yeah. this is where we thrive <laughs> this yeah. moment right?
1: yo nightwing in the chat asking me ask asking, asking you how tall you are
0: oh my god 4'11". Naomi, of course you would be asking. <laughs> He's
1: the first one in here and ask <laughs> Hey Nineveh, if you got any more questions, man, I'm, I'm more than happy to go ahead and ask her too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So please do, man. That's the whole point of this podcast is like not just interview the streamer, but inter- but also be interactive with the streamers community. That's what makes it so much love and amazing. That's what makes it great. It's so yes. dope. So little Blasty, Bus, tell us about the first experience we gave me
0: oh my gosh my first experience yeah hmm. so i remember atari no joke and that is the first i remember like the little see, like <laughs> the little box that you just yeah, held and, and the it joystick was huge and the button, yeah. yes i mean i was very young so it was like huge in my little hands but i just felt like i was in control I don't even remember. I, th- I remember playing like Space Invaders. That's the only one I remember Space Invaders.
1: Yeah, I wasn't It took a lot of skill to play that game though. Space
0: Invaders was very it was very organized. You had to like you know strategize Were you Space good Invaders. It? Oh yeah. Yeah. I beat my brother was the only game I remember. That's the why I it's the only game I remember. This is the only one I beat my brother in. Because he was the <laughs> one that actually played games. I didn't play. Yeah.
1: yeah. You should play yeah. it again sometime soon. I think that'd be cool. A oh, my
0: God. It would be so much fun to actually get on there and, and play that. But, yes, that's the only game I actually remember when I was young until I was much older. Probably early 20s. Yeah. It was the only time I ever really played games other than a couple computer games here and there. But um, for, as far as a console, any kind of console goes, it was years later. That was my first experience with games. That.
1: So from atari what else did you play like what you what else did you move on to
0: um so i just remember atari i remember um i think i played once or twice ever my brother had a nintendo in his room he let me play on it maybe twice um i was just more the creative type growing up so i just i did a lot of stuff in my room so i would be like writing okay so my days growing up was more like in my room with candles lit writing theories even like when i was like full books full book theories of like when i was eight i wrote a theory about how we could be actually butterflies dreaming that we're humans and is that real what is reality like that's the way that i used to think growing up that's really weird that's not weird that's great yeah, I was just really different. So my parents were like, we don't know what to do with her. So they just let me be in my room, like, <laughs> theorizing about life and, and spirituality. And, uh, like, are we real? Like, what is human? Like, what are humans? And, you know, does everybody have the same perspective on life? Do we all see the same colors? Like, I had books upon books that I'd be writing or poetry, music. Um, so I was always doing that kind of, like, more the artistic side of stuff. My brother was in games. And games were fun at the time, like when I, he ever let me play them. But they just weren't – didn't, I didn't connect with them like I do now. Now I love,
1: love games. Where are those books now?
0: <sighs> you know what? I, there's so many of them that got lost in moving because I've moved so many times. Um Day. My mom saved most of them when I went away to the Army. And I think my dad – they were all in a box. And I think my dad was like, what are these? And tossed them out. Wow. I think I have like two too but they aren't even really from when i was young it was when i was teenage years or like about yeah late teens
1: you think you'd be able to uh write the same things as you did when you were younger
0: well i think this i could probably yeah i could probably like break down what was in the book but i don't know if i could i wouldn't write it like i did when i was eight yeah
1: you know but still was... like you thinking like that it's, that's that's actually pretty good that's that's great that you had that kind of mentality to be able to put that creativity and actually challenge your own perspective in life to figure out like, are we really butterflies? Just think the dreaming that we're humans yeah, and we see different know, I, colors and different perspectives. I thought everybody else
0: thought that way. I really thought everybody was like me, you know, cause you don't know when you're that mm-hmm. age, you just think everybody's experiences, those thoughts. And, you know, I would try to open up and talk to my friends about it. And they'd look at me like they would no longer be my friends. <laughs> like I lost a lot of friends sharing. So I'm like, people don't, like this my i talked to my parents and they're like you need help like they you know,
2: told
0: you that like, yeah well you know i mean not that bluntly but they're are you okay like do you think these thoughts all the time and they just weren't they told me i was raised being called weird you know like you're so weird you're so we just don't understand you it's like you talk in code or something and i'm like mm-hmm. i don't know how to express but like i don't understand i didn't know how to connect with my family. Cause I'm very different from the rest of my family. So, um, yeah, I was just, I would always just kind of like watch them and try to figure them out because it was just part of who I was. So I would just, I never slept. I to, like to this day. I don't sleep very much, but I literally, when I was young, I hated sleeping because I always understood time that like this moment you'll never get back. And I was always afraid that I was going to miss a really important moment if I fell asleep. So I would just stay awake and theorize. And so I'm sure that was part of the concern as I was like always tired and like theorizing. <laughs> like I'm sure my parents were like, we don't know what to do with you, which I wouldn't either. I mean, if I, I mean, my children are, are very unique and the way that they feel and think. So of course I'd like poured into that. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Like, let me see what's in yeah. there. Do you know what I mean? So i would yeah. like really encouraged it and helped them to be really comfortable and confident i'm probably compensating for what i didn't felt like i didn't get but my parents i mean my family is very loving and um supported me the best way that they could but they didn't know how to do that they didn't know how to engage with me in a way that was um that was maybe healthy for me or you know just what i needed they didn't know what i needed
1: did you have anybody that helped you through your
0: thought process
1: like was anybody there with you that understood you
0: God I used so to talk to answer? him when I, was, when I was little Like I just he understood Everything so I was like you get it mm. Like that was I just remember like having Interactions with him I don't even remember him I remember one And it was a dream that he kept giving me over and over And over again but other than that I just Remember that I felt like I knew him And that we were friends and we would talk
1: What was the and dream? Like that.
0: So the dream and in fact, what's really funny is it's like I dreamt it last night. I could, that's how vivid it is in my mind. Um, but I was little. I was young. I was probably six or seven maybe. Um, but he showed me like floating down from wherever, heaven, some, someplace. And there was the earth, and the earth was black and white. And it was gray. Just everything was gray, black and white. And uh, he put me down on the earth, and there was this road that went all the way around it. And I was like walking on the road, but everything in front of me was just dull and gray and lifeless. And I'm like, I don't like this. This doesn't look pretty. And he's like, I just need you to walk because it's going to change the whole world. He's like, just walk. Just keep walking. Just trust me and walk. And I'm like, okay. And I'm little. I'm like, okay. So I'm like walking and I'm like, I don't, I, this isn't fun. Like this is making me feel sad inside. And he's like, okay, well, look. Turn around and look behind you, and like out from where I was walking in like a V, everything started coming alive. So like these flowers were blooming in every color. There was color, but it was spreading out to like the rest of the world behind me, like a domino effect kind of. And I was like, "How did that happen?" And he's like, "Because you're walking. You're just walking. You're just doing. You're just going where I need you to go." And I'm like, "How is it happening? It's following me." And he's like, "Yes. You're bringing life." And I was like, okay. And I was like, so I got to do his walk. And it'll be pretty like this. And he's like, yeah. Like, everything will be alive. He's like, yeah. So I just kept walking. And as soon as I got to the end, I would be done. And the whole world could be more colorful. And that was just a dream that he kept giving me over and over. And every time I was really broken or down, because my life was troubled growing up. Um, We were dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. And anytime I was really troubled, he would give me that dream or he'd remind me of the dream. And it was just like, okay, in front of me, it's always going to look dead and gray. Like, it's okay, because it doesn't mean things aren't happening. It's what I'm not seeing that I have to remember is the trail that I'm leaving. So um, that got me through my, that got me through really hard times when I was young. This is really deep, right? Quick, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just kind of threw you Don't, well.
1: please. Don't be yeah. sorry. This is, okay. <laughs> this is great. This is great. I'm like, Could I
0: answer your question?
1: <laughs> You've... You did more than answer the question. Yeah, yes. <laughs> that is, and you said you've been having this dream a lot in your life.
0: Oh yeah. So when I was younger, I had it probably in the first year that I had it. When I don't, like, when I don't know how old I was. I like, like six. I had it probably five or six times, but I would like wake up from it just feeling so empowered and like I could fly, like. Oh, just full of love of life and so excited and like, nah, like I was just, you know, energized. And then, um, like I said, when I was down, it would just like lift my spirits. And then I had it probably every few years. And there are times even, and a few times even in my teenage years, that I woke up remembering the dream. Like I, but I was little still. Mm-hmm. So my dream was back when I was little and remembering it, but I was like walking the whole thing over again. So it's like it's always stayed with me. So
2: that's who I had.
0: I had the back to the the question. That's who I had to talk to because nobody else in my family understood anything I was talking about. My mom had one conversation with me, one where I felt like that is in you too. That's where I got this from. And you have been hiding it. Like I found you out. But like one conversation that she shared when she was in elementary school and she was like, I just sat and thought. She's like, just one time it hit me. And I was like, wait a minute i'm human and the way she grabbed herself like i'm i'm actually duplicating my mom but she's like an adult right but she's like i'm human and i'm real and all of these kids are human and they're real and there's how many people on the earth and it just hit her like the gra- like the gravity of the situation like are we real we're real and i'm real and like reality hit her mm-hmm. and she shared that with me and i i'll always remember it is that was the moment where i connected with my mom truly connected that i'm like you're it that's in there but it doesn't benefit you to be like that so my mom went a different direction with her life
1: that's what i was gonna ask like how (laughs) does she hand like why does she turn away from that such enlightenment within herself
0: i don't think she turns away from it because my mother has been known to be very wise uh, by everybody around her very wise. But I think she, she internalizes all of it. And she probably thinks those thoughts, but she doesn't need to share them. Well, plus she's, she's a Scorpio. Um, and I believe that there's a lot that she could learn by, like, the, you know, learning about the signs. I don't believe, like, the whole, what is it called? Or right, you your future, the, what is this, like, what are they called? Horoscopes. Horoscopes, thank you. Mm-hmm. So I don't believe, like, the horoscopes and all that crap. But I, I, believe in any truth that can be observable, like, um, and that's, there's truths that I've seen in that. And so with her being a Scorpio, I'm like, oh, okay, you handle things differently. So I think she internalized that depth, but she doesn't feel the need to share it because she's very, she's wise enough to not like be pushing people away from her or, you know, alienating herself out of that. Whereas with my, with me, i'm a little more forceful to where i'm like love me or hate me but this is who i am like i'm i don't have to hide i don't feel i'm a freedom lover i'm an aquarius so i'm like Mm -hmm. freedom like i want to be me love me hate me and i'm okay with that i'm okay if you love me or hate me i'm still going to be me and i have to be me because that's where i thrive is just being real
1: out loud So, so why so since why did so does your mom know that you have this within you when you were when she shared when you first realized that your mom had this within her
2: she
0: did that in order to i believe that what she did and from what i remember because that was a long time ago um she did that to let me know that she's like i see you um you're not alone because i was really broken i just remember being really broken being just frustrated and i'm like nobody understands me like nah just like full of tears, you know, and, and I think she stepped out for me and showed me just a little glimpse that it's like, you're not completely alone, but I can't stay here with you. But I just want you to know that I get you at least that much, you know, and then she tried to pull me back into like the norm. Um, but I just was resistant. I'm like, "Mm, I don't want to go to the norm. I like it where I, I like Jeffy's world. I've had like all my friends and even as adults, like people are like, I wish I could go to Jeffy's world and like, and explore <laughs> they call yeah. it jeffy's world and i'm like it mm-hmm. is jeffy's world but um yeah i just, i was just a little more resistant and i just wanted to stay there i didn't want to be normal and act like other like i was supposed to act you know so, so how's uh,
1: that how's that been working out till now for you
0: um i really wouldn't know what to measure it with to be honest because i view success completely different than most um So it's okay. So I'll put it this way. Uh, I drew this. So I went with my brother. So my brother, he'd been through some really hard times. My brother's a miracle, a walking miracle. He was a heroin addict that literally got free overnight. God just freed him overnight. Anyways, I went to some meetings with him, narcotics anonymous, and they had asked a question for you to like draw a picture of yourself or whatever. And so I put myself as a diamond and there was heaven had um, circles where you could only fit if you were a circle and earth was only squares. And I didn't fit in either. I just floated, kind of, in between them. And uh, so, how that worked for me is, I feel like it made me comfortable floating and not fitting into here. I got, I got comfortable with it. I like, I accepted who I am, and I'm comfortable in my own skin. But t- I don't necessarily fit in. Does
1: and that so, make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. So, but what took you to? <laughs> Like, what helped you to find that comfort, though? With people that are... Because this is interesting. Like, I understand... I I know what you're coming from. I understand where you're coming from with this type of thinking. And we've had similar journeys growing up and dealing with our own personal development. But for the people that are listening and dealing with what we went through, you mentioned that you were okay with floating in the middle. What was that pinnacle point to help you deal, to cope, just being that floater, being the person to be different?
0: The pinnacle point. Um, so I was very self-rejecting for years. Oh my gosh! I, I like your own, I think everybody's their own worst enemy, to be honest. But I, there are some people that are more extreme. I was extreme with rejecting myself for so long because I had heard from so many people, "You're weird. There's something wrong with you. Like, why do you, Why are you like this?" And because I had so much negative attention with me just trying to reach out and like love people and like connect with people, I was really self-rejecting. And it got to the point where I realized no matter what I do, if I'm going to be who I am, it's going to be rejected. And I'm all I got. Me and God, that's it. And I think once I understood that I made friends with myself because like if I'm stuck with myself, I better get along kind of thing. you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I need to be okay with me because I'm the only person that understands me. But it was actually extremely powerful because, and the time that I realized I'm the only one that understands me, I realized that nobody understands other people like they do. Like they, nobody ever really fully knows you. And it kind of makes you feel alone when you think about that, that it's like, you, you think you're close to people, but they don't know you. They don't see your life through your eyes. They see life through their eyes. Even mm-hmm. when they're looking at you and what you're saying, they may relate to some of it, but it's still their point of view. And so it, it isolated me when I realized that. But then I realized how isolated everybody else really is. And yet we're here interacting and connecting and changing, having an effect on each other's lives. And it just became this really beautiful Dance with me and the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. So it was empowering because I knew that I don't have to, even if I try to describe my life, nobody's going to really truly understand it but God. But that set me on a course to I need to find my maker because I need him to tell me why he made my life like this. I want to know my purpose. Like, why am I like the way I am? He's the only one who's really going to understand. So I was like seeking him. Because I knew that he'd be the only one who could see on the inside, so.
1: That's a great answer. What are you answer.
0: talking about over here, Nightmare Like <laughs> Nightmare's over here throwing potatoes up and.
1: Yeah, honey mustard and typical, all these crazy. Typical. Typical. All these crazy people. I love it though. Keeping the chat yeah. live. Range would be low yeah. level mayo sometimes. Mhm. Depends what you put it on though. Though. But yeah, <laughs> that's. Uh, that's awesome that the, the way you think that. That's so great and it explains a lot of your. You have a certain light that comes out of you Like a personality that comes out of you And this is what I don't get This is another thing I don't get I'm gonna I'm be real with you okay. okay So when I try to get a picture from you For social media marketing purposes I notice yeah. you don't really smile But yet when you're streaming You smile all the time
0: I don't smile on my pictures?
1: Yeah, you don't You're just kind of like Grin Like, I don't know You're not really into it But like See what Yo, I'm saying?
0: This is why I freaking cannot be fake. I try so hard to like do the. I'm the worst selfie taker ever. Like ever. I'm first of all, I'm not photogenic. And secondly, when people say to smile for a picture, it was like, that was like the most awkward moments of my life. when somebody <laughs> told me. You know what I mean? Like the only time that I smile genuinely now is my kids know how to take pictures of me.
1: They okay. make me laugh
0: and then they'll snap as soon as I start. Laughing. Like, that's the only genuine, like, smiles that I have. <clears throat> but yeah, it's really difficult for me because I refuse to, like, smile. And it just, the fake comes across. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just can't do it. I'm really, really uncomfortable with that.
1: Even, even if you're happy at that moment, you're just like, hey, let's take a picture. You can't just.
0: No. um I'm usually not happy taking pictures, <laughs> to be Why? honest.
1: Why?
2: I'm not,
0: because I hate them. I
1: don't like pictures of me. It shows in your pictures.
0: I know. I'm not photogenic. Like, the camera hates me. <laughs> like, the camera. No, sees you hate me. the camera. You hate the I camera. I hate the camera. <laughs> I do. I do. I always have. I've always hated pictures of me.
2: And it's but, not because I think I look bad, it's because it doesn't capture who I am.
0: Makes I don't sense. know. That's, does that make sense? But, like, I'm like, I don't. In that moment, I didn't. The way that I look, and that I don't like that. <laughs> Do mm-hmm. you mean? Yeah. I don't know. Because I can be really happy on the inside and look completely serious.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. I could see that. I've,
0: I've learned to just try to have a least amount of expression. So
2: it's not awkward.
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting <laughs> that you're just so comfortable in front of like a live camera rather than just pictures. It's cool. It's interesting I, to watch.
0: I know it is. It's really odd that I'm. Well, because. So much of capturing a person, I guess, is, you know, it's still a picture. It doesn't capture anything. I mean, it capture a little bit, but like when there's interaction, then there's your emotions are showing. You can, ex- there's expression, there's expression when it's live or, or recorded. Like on video, I'm way better. Even if it's just video, it doesn't even have to be live, but that's because I can show through my actions. Like I talk with my hands and I'm expressive, you know, so that's just, it's just easier for me.
1: It's great. Well, normally we get into the first topic of the show is Quite your uh, character creation. So we, we 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 dove really deep, really quick, which is great. I know. So we're part this is of, how I do. So so we're already here, which is awesome. Okay. okay. Um, what is? But little blasty blast, how Why that user? Why that gamer tag?
0: Um, so it's something that I used to say with um my ex. Like we are best friends. Um, before we were together we were best friends for like a year and we were both really excitable and we would go just do crazy stuff just spontaneous and um like water fights inside the house kind of thing like just fun and it's like always afterwards we're like that was a blasty blast we just i don't know it's just something that we got to saying and so when it came to my gamertag well what would i want to be known as and i'm like a little blasty blast because I'm little because I'm 4'11", so I'm like, I want to be a little blasty blast, so that's what I'm going to be is a little blasty blast from here on out, and plus it just, it was suitable because I learned, my very first game that I learned with a controller was Halo. Oh, um, okay. Reach, an old copy of Halo Reach, and so I like that it's, you know, it was, it was an FPS game, and so the Blast just kind of fit that too, so I thought it was kind of a cute play on words. So... Yeah, yeah. It's gets descriptive. Yeah. Where are you from? Uh, Wyoming. Cheyenne, Wyoming.
1: Wyoming. That's random. That's a random state. To me anyway. Is, I'm sorry. It's a very, ra- very random state.
0: Uh-huh. Most people are like, where is that? Do you still ride horse?" like some people are like, are You re- still ride horses there? Like in on dirt roads? I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah, there's no vehicles, nothing up there. Like it's weird. We're just like
1: completely out. <laughs> I'm
0: like, really? <laughs> it's 2020. What? People are still asking me this crap.
1: Yeah. It's- yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, there's still Amish people riding around in buggies and stuff. It's true.
0: So. It's true, the Amish. But they do that by choice, not because they don't... Yeah. and like, we're not that displaced. It's still the United States. I'm mm-hmm. like... Yeah. But, um, but it is, like, where the Buffalo roam. So I mean, there's, like, the rolling... The range. And there's a lot of nothing out there. There's some really beautiful parts of Wyoming that I have not personally seen. But... Because um, Cheyenne's terrible. Absolutely terrible. It's, like, the ugliest part of... Of Wyoming
1: yeah that was gonna be my next question how yep. was it how was it growing up there
0: um cold. cold cold 10 months out of the year it's winter and like the two months of summer is so super windy so Chicago is not the windy city Cheyenne is the windy city <laughs> like I'm not kidding you 70 mile an hour winds I've seen like dumpsters roll down the street and that was just a normal thing to have it that windy where everything has to be locked down. Because it's, it's just constantly wind. There's no trees, there's no mountain, like, there's just not a lot to stop that wind. So it was really, dep- it's, it can be depressing. A lot of people are depressed in places like Cheyenne because you're constantly hearing wind and it's troubling. Like, it actually does make a huge difference on your life Um, to constantly be, like, in wind and snow and just bad weather. I'm like, why did my family choose this place? So I moved. I didn't want to be there anymore. I didn't want my kids being raised in a place that was just cold and windy and dry all the time. So Where'd you move to? I didn't
1: didn't care for it, huh? Where'd you move to?
0: Um, So after the Army, which was nice because I was East Coast, fell in love with the East Coast, but um, I moved lots of places in the Army um then separately i I moved different places with one of my exes um and the most recent was going to new mexico uh and i was there for seven years and that's where we stayed my kids were kind of raised in albuquerque and then now we moved down here to san antonio which i like i'm like further south let's go hotter i don't know if i'm gonna appreciate it this summer because i haven't spent a summer here yet so i'm like this you're new you're new to texas new. yeah I don't know anybody here. I only know my neighbor across the street. That's it. <laughs> like I don't get out, wow. so I'm like, I don't know any place here. I don't really know San Antonio. People ask me and I'm like, I don't know. I haven't gotten out of the house since I moved here. I've been busy like
1: yeah.
0: getting the house together or and or streaming. Yeah, so
1: yeah. Definitely need to have that coffee. That'd be fun. Whataburger? Uh-huh. Uh, it's, I mean it's cool when you like new. Yeah, it's okay. Well, okay. So you have those two people. It's like they think it, the new people think it's amazing, and some people are just like, "What the fuck is all this? Like, this is not as yeah, good." I'm like, this that. does not. Like,
0: I don't see anything special about it, to be honest. And I had that when I was in New Mexico. I had whatever were in New Mexico.
1: I did How'd you get in the army? Like, what? Why?
0: I'm like, how long do we have for this? Because <laughs> I have we stories got, for everything nah, you listen, ask. I'm if you
1: kidding. got all day, I got all day. <laughs> We got all day.
0: Okay. So I was like, so half of me, I'm split. Okay. Half of me is a warrior. The other half is this flower child, peace loving hippie girl. Okay. That's just like, can we all love each other? So that part of me was more prevalent at the time. And I used to, because I love people and I love life and like the study of life and all things, you know, theorizing and all. Um, I used to sneak out with a camera. I found my dad's old camcorder. And I used to sneak out and go find like homeless people and just random people on the street. And I was young, it was dangerous. I it was really risky. But I can I used to interview people and just ask them questions about life and record it just for my own personal investigation. And I came across this old this veteran. Um, he was homeless and he was a vet downtown. Um and I would hitch rides and everything downtown. Like, oh my God, thinking of the stuff that I did, it's no wonder my parents were worried. I'm like, my children are so different. Thank God there's so, those. So... But um, I, had int- I went down to the bold bus station and he was down there and uh, just kind of sitting on the side of the street. And I walk up to him and I was like, can I interview you? And he's like, for what? You know, I just, he was grouchy. But I was never intimidated by that. Even like being a young girl, I was just like, I want it inter- and I like, I have questions to ask you and you can answer a few questions. He's like, okay, fine. So I sat down and started asking him and he was talking about being military. And I'm like, and he's like, what do you think about that? Um, Cause he had, he was in, I don't remember um, what he had experienced, but it was just a, a tragic story. And he's like, what do you think about that? Cause I was getting teary eyed and I'm like, I don't believe in war. I believe in peace. And he got so upset, like tears in his eyes. And he was like, we are the peacemakers. Like he was just arguing. It's like, we are the peacemakers what do you think we were doing out there? And he was just upset. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'm sorry. And I went home and it really affected me. And I watched that part of the video over and over again and just felt his passion and really absorbed that and realized, you know what? If I believe in peace, I need to quit sitting on my butt. and I need to actually be a peacemaker. And if that's the way to do it, that's what I need to do. So I joined the army to be proactive peacemaker.
1: That that's out. why
2: I loved it. Like it was really
0: challenging on a personal level because I was airborne. So
1: dang, you an airborne. I mean,
0: yeah, I was okay. um, So if I was going in, I was I everything I do, I do 110 percent. Everything. I don't believe in doing anything halfway, because why do it? Like that's ridiculous. So, like shoot yourself in the foot. It's just not logical. But I threw myself into it. To I wanted to be a ranger because if I'm going to make a difference, I'm going to make the biggest impact. So I fought to be a ranger, but at the time, women weren't allowed to be rangers, and I'm the one that was stood up, and I'm like, this is unfair. Now I agree with it. I mean, I agreed with it, like, just a few years later, but I was fighting to really have that impact, and I should be allowed to do that. Um, But the step down from that was, uh, you can be, you can go to these other schools, so you could be air assault, which I really wanted to be, and you can be airborne. So I was going to do all of them, um, but I went to airborne. School and that was just was really physically, mentally challenging, Um, and every time I was almost broken, some part of me would rise up in me. It's a fight. There's a fighter in me, a warrior in me that's like never give up. And uh, it was really nice for that to develop. I didn't even know she was in there, you know. And so that part of me woke up, and uh, that was the other half of me. So it's like this peace loving. You know, like hug everybody, make everybody feel loved, to make sure everybody's okay. Healer. And then over here is like the warrior that just wants to shut people down and you know do the right thing all the time. So I really, really pushed myself. And it was the only thing that was really difficult. The real difficulty of that is that I was a female in a man's world because I was a diesel mechanic. I was the yeah. only female in the entire company. And uh, I was already in a man's world you know, being military, period, as a female you're in advanced world. Why is especially only surrounded by men and being treated differently, um, as less, you know. So I was always the the one that they wanted to kick around or make fun of or really just take their aggression out on. Um, but I also had really close brothers. Those are the ones that rose up and they're like, protect me, you know. They became like my entourage. They're my my really close ones. So uh, that was beautiful. That was beautiful in the midst of that, but it was really hard. It really challenged me to have to learn how to adapt and pull out another side of me to to survive that, even just mentally to survive that, and emotionally push my pull my feelings back and not be emotional because I'm around a bunch of guys who couldn't handle those emotions. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, it was it was just it was really it was really good development. I think for me, I think everybody should be in some sort of situation like military or something or training like that for one Mm -hmm. year of their life. I personally believe that. Yeah, I I think it would help everybody.
1: I agree. I also recommend that at least people should go through like a, at least go through basic training Mm -hmm. just to get their asses kicked for a little bit. And like, listen, there's more to life than just sitting in your house and being a dickhead to your parents. Okay.
0: (laughs) And you don't even know what's in you. Sometimes that's when you find out really what you got. Because some people think they're so strong and they buckle and then they have to reevaluate who they are and what they really believe about themselves and other people bloom. And they didn't know that they were going to. I'm one of those where I'm like, I had no idea how strong I am.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, I I need this. I needed it. I I needed it for my kids. There's no way I could be a single parent to four kids and for this many years without knowing that strength I had in the military. There's no, that totally prepared me for this, you know, and the stream and everything. So that's beautiful how it's all worked out, I think. Did you ever go downrange? A good poker face, though? What are you talking about? Um, did I ever what?
1: You ever go downrange? No. How long were you in? Only a few years.
0: I had, okay, so I was a ballerina before. Okay. Um, there's like the split sides. Of so I was a ballerina, and um, I had an operation on my feet because, like, the The toe bones that meet up with these metatarsal bones, your longer bones. So genetically, it's common for some people's, like, I don't know, it's a genetic thing where your toe bone, that metatarsal bone can grow a little too long,
3: Mm. which is
0: usually not a problem for people. But it started pushing my bone over because I was on my toes so much. And so these doctors are like, we can fix that. We have a new procedure. It'll be better for her so she doesn't end up breaking her feet in ballet, well, it was a new procedure. They changed the whole comp- structure of my foot and accidentally pushed down, like, the stronger bones and lifted the lighter bones. And I had to learn how to walk all over again. Like, I lost my balance. So I went from being, having balance as a ballerina to I can't dance anymore. So now what am I going to do? Um, so I joined the Army. That was only, you know, like, a few years later. And my feet hadn't fully healed. So in airborne school, I was running on broken feet for two weeks to get my wings because I'm that stubborn. And they found out a few years in the condition of my, really the condition of my feet. And I was still running. They put me on a profile and say, you're not allowed to run, but I would sneak out and run because I'm like dog, like Fort Bragg is like the dog and pony show at the army. So we were out in the field five out of seven days of the week, rec, marching, everything. I had to be physically fit and I had to keep up my endurance. And uh, I would lose it if I was on profile. So I would sneak out. And I snuck out one too many times. First time I got fined for hurting government property. And the second time, my captain caught me. And he was like, I'm worried about you. I think you're hurting yourself. And he's like, I'm not going to let this happen because he loved me. Like, we had a really good friendship. And he took me into the doctor. And the doctor's like, she keeps this up. She's going to be in a wheelchair by the age of 30. And I was like, no, I won't. I'm like, you know, I'm stubborn. I'm like bet i'm gonna watch like i'll make it you know and he's like i'm gonna give you two options since i'm in charge here he's like i'm gonna either make you a leg which means you can't jump anymore um which means you're airborne but not capable of jumping which is worse than being or he's like or you can be medically discharged medical discharge is what you're going to take you weren't being a leg is like it's like stripping somebody of yeah everything they worked for do you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying so i'm like fine i'm out So that's, I was only in a few years before he got a hold of me and was like, I'm going to do this for you. So I'm going to do you a favor and get you out of here before you hurt yourself. And I'm like, uh, which I'm thankful, of course, right now, but at the time I was so broken. I was so hurt by him. I'm like, you're my friend. And he's like, I'm doing this for you. I love you. I'm like, you're kicking me out of the army, dude. (laughs) Like, what the hell? You know, but I'm of course very happy about it now because I learned so much that Um, you know, I mean, I, I learned later on, right, right towards the end that I'm like, you know, women don't belong in the front lines because men by nature are very protective and they'll risk too much for a woman in the front lines. And so I just, it pulled me back and helped me to understand some of the beautiful differences between males and females. And I'm like, I'm going to try to be a girl now. That'd be fun. Like, (laughs) do you know what I mean? I'm like, now I'm going to go and explore like my feminine side now that I'm out. So I'm really thankful because I needed that.
1: I think for myself. So, what were some of the life lessons you learned from being in the military?
2: Um, life lessons (sighs) can't always trust your government. Um, That's a big
0: one. Yeah, that's a huge one. Is that you really get kind of confronted with loyalty issues? It's like, what am I loyal to? Um, and I think, of course pushing yourself is always a good thing you know into the end i'm pushing yourself into the things that you fear pushing yourself beyond that threshold that you feel like is you know beyond way beyond your comfort level can really teach you a lot in a short period of time so that was a huge life lesson and from there i've just every fear i've had i've confronted i've, dive, I've dove into You know, i've confronted face almost immediately confronted it face to face to see what would happen um so, yeah, those are probably the biggest life lessons. So,
2: I what
1: did you do them. after the Army?
2: What haven't
0: I done? Like, I've done a lot since <laughs> the Army.
1: <laughs> let's, oh this, let's do a little time. <laughs> what did you do oh right gosh. after the Army?
0: Well, I worked multiple jobs. So, after the Army, I went back home, um, visited. I was kind of just moving, not moving around, but just traveling and visiting different people f- from the Army. Um, that, that were home or that were on leave. And I would go explore their homes and kind of see where they were from, like my closer friends. And uh, then I just ended up working. Uh, I was working at the bank during the day, UPS at night. I was a really hard worker. very physical. Um, and I did that for years. And then uh, shortly after that is when I, the Lord encountered me um, when I met him. And everything changed. Every, my whole life got flipped. Like, I was a completely different person as soon as that happened. And then it, my life went a different direction.
1: Explain um, the interaction.
0: The, intera- the encounter? You was,
1: yeah, the encounter, yeah.
0: Oh, okay. So, so I'm like, I'm feisty. Okay, so during the army, I was exploring multiple religions because I wanted to find who is God, which one is the real God. I want to find my maker. Remember I told you that that's that that path that I was on. Like, I will find my maker. I'm going to find who did all this. You know, I want to know. And so I explored all these different religions and I came up with a lot of beliefs that were cool. And like a lot of things I found interesting that I kind of like threw and made my own religion out of my own belief system or way to live. But I never encountered my maker and any of them. And it finally got to a point where a few years after, I just remember like I had gone to churches, different kinds of churches, and I was just at a point of frustration that I was just so done. I was so fed up. And I just remember I, was, I had a carton of cigarettes and I was like walking down into my apartment and into my kitchen and there was a counter. And I just remember as I was walking in, there's something rising up in me that I was like, you know what? And I was sassy. I would not suggest this by, to anyone respect is always good but i at the point was at that point where i'm like you know what you're so big and everything you created this whole world you can come down and meet me i am done looking for you whoever you are and i threw my carton and as it hit the counter he showed up behind me in my kitchen like the presence of like this power and i knew immediately it was god i knew it i was like i have tested it i hit the floor bro i was like on the floor, and I was trembling, but I wasn't trembling from fear as much as like this power that I could feel. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna die. Like, what did I do? What did I say? How did I talk? Like, I was freaking out. And what's so funny is in that moment, I knew everything I'd ever done wrong from birth. Like, I just knew it. I don't know how to explain it. other It's not like it went through my mind. I just understood how truly corrupt I was as a human. And even without wanting to be just how evil I could be, you know, like even from being little and like lying or any of that, I could just understood it all. And I remember thinking he's going to kill me and send me to hell. Like God is going to kill. He's here to kill me. And I was thinking about who I was and justice. And I'm like, and it was the moment that I agreed with him that I'm like, you know what? you should this would be the right thing to do. I'm like, send me to hell. And in that moment, when I expected him to just demolish me, this love poured through me, like just through me. And I started crying. And the first thing I did was argue. I'm like, stop, what are you doing? This isn't fair. Like, you shouldn't love me. Like, what are you doing? This is not just, you know, I was like freaking out, but this love was pouring through me and I'm bawling. And I just remember crying so hard. Um, I was just like, i just couldn't there was just so much love i didn't know how to respond and i basically fell asleep on my floor and it's like indoor outdoor carpet right so i'm like fall asleep and it's like four in the morning and i wake up and i'm like like carpet paste and like puffy eyes and i'm like what happened i'm like i am telling nobody about this like this will make me i already look weird i'm like this people will want to throw me in the loony bin like but everything looked different like my whole life just looked different in that moment. when I woke up, I was like, what just happened? Did I just meet God? And then at the minute I would think about him, this love would well up inside of me. And I'd be like, oh my God. And like just so overwhelmed. And I just remember, I was like, I need to go have a smoke and like, think about this. So I grabbed a cigarette and I was walking to the door and this doorknob that was silver. I went to reach for it. And I'm like, that is so pretty. God made metal. I'm like, you did so good. And I started crying. Like I was so in love. I was just like, you're so amazing. This is so beautiful. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? So I go out and the first thing I noticed was a tree. And I never really noticed nature. Like I didn't care, really care about nature, but I was looking at it and I'm like, is that alive? Like, is there life in that tree? And I was like watching it and I'm like, that tree is alive. There's life in it. I can feel it. Like, I can see it. I can see the life in that tree. And I was looking at people. I hated people. Like, I was absolutely, did not like people for years of my life. And this lady was walking by that walked by every morning. And she was out, like, really early. She was, at this time, is maybe five. But she was always up really early. And I got off late. And I would, like, run into her. I'd see her or something. And I'd always look away. I didn't ever want to interact with people. I just didn't want to look them in the eye. And she, like, looked at me and immediately looked away. And I was like, Hi! I'm like, I hope you have a good day. Like, I was so full of love. I just wanted to tackle her and like give her a big hug, you know? And I was like, what did you do to me? I'm like, what happened? What did you do to me, God? And I didn't even know who he was. I just knew he was God. And I'm like, so I just started talking to him. And I'm like, okay, now that I know you're there and you're real and I like met you kind of, but I was afraid to turn around and look at him. I'm like, I wish I would have looked at him, but I didn't, and I was scared. And I'm like, who are you? Like, which one are you? And he's like, i'm the god of the bible and i'm like you're the jewish god i'm like what i was so shocked i'm like you're what like no way i'm like like the christian one because i've been to so many churches and the one i like disliked the most was the christian churches Mm -hmm. of all the religions i'm like i Christianity's a joke you know so i'm like that's (laughs) you i was i was because i'm like it's like six flags over jesus most of the time it's just ridiculous you know Mm -hmm. and a bunch of fake like that's what I saw it was a bunch of fake people and so I was like that's you like what happens there and I started reading like immediately I was like well I guess I better get a bible because that's that's who I'm in love with like I'm in love with my god and I'm like I want to know about him yeah I want to read about him so I started reading and I realized like oh okay so Christian churches aren't doing it at all like what's actually supposed to happen like that's a completely separate like that is completely set apart from actually what it a look, mm. looks like what it's supposed to what the real is supposed to look like like going to church is not even a, a biblical thing we are the church he lives in us we're the temple of God, right yeah. so it's like going to church what does that even mean you go to a temple to worship your god like he's in me i am the temple do you know what i mean so i'm like this whole idea it got separated like it got separated from what the truth was and that just that was my path that was my my life with him began and it's been that way ever since it's always been about him from that point forward I've learned a lot I've learned probably the biggest thing I've learned over time and all these years is how little I actually know still the more I learn the more I'm like there is so much I don't know sounds so inspiring.
1: I like when people are like I'm woke and then I tell them you know what the definition of woke is? they would be like what is it? I'm like knowing that you know nothing yeah and they're just like yeah
0: what? Yeah, when you get the reality of how vast, how much there is out there, it even though you feel smaller, it feels comfortable. Just realizing, I don't know very much, but I'm like making my way. We're all figuring it out. We're all figuring it out together, you know. Which is, I think, it's beautiful. I love that there is, you know, time to do that. Time to continually learn, continually try to understand things. It's exciting for me. You should write a book god i know everybody's told me that write a book i have i've written many of them i just haven't written one recently
1: <laughs> write something do something put <laughs> right. that i mean like go back to what you did like when you were a child like you were writing stuff go back to that
0: i do it in poetry now
1: I po- all right where do you put your poetry at? Well, i don't see it on twitter It's all on my phone oh i don't really uh-huh. share a
0: lot I don't know. I'm bashful. It's so funny because I'm no. so not bashful, right? But I'm so bashful, especially when it Listen. comes to, like, music and poetry. Like, I don't know. That's that's a little
1: different. That's I'm pretty, pretty... Sh- Okay. So I'm pretty sure you know. Live a little. Take a risk.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, I push myself out there. I even, like...
1: No, not not the poetry, guitar. though. Like, what's up with that. that?
0: I have shared poetry on my stream. It just takes a lot. It's just, like uh i don't know because i'm not worried about it being judged i'm just it's really personal it's almost like taking those inner parts secrets of myself and like exposing them to light for the first time i don't know it's like it's a part of i don't know how to explain it it's just kind of like. does the
1: poetry help you
0: oh yes yes
1: you feel like the poetry can help others
0: i think it can if it can be understood but Most of how, most of the poetry that I write, I make, it's levels, it's like layers. It's like me. I, you know, I work in layers. I'm very multifaceted, so I only show a few facets, Um, and that's what I do with my poetry. So I wrote poetry to where it's like there's an obvious meaning to it that everybody can relate to, but the deeper meaning only
2: I understand.
1: You feel like you'd be the only one that would understand? You really think that?
2: Um. Yeah.
0: Um, to the deeper, the deeper ends of it. Yeah. Because only I know exactly what I'm referring to. So I make little references that it's like an inside joke with myself. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'll make, I'll have word, like, even in my music, like, um, like I'll include somebody's name in it secretly in a way to where it's like a joke within, you know, to, it's like me, like stamping it with a part of my life. That nobody would understand, but that little play on words is what's actually the meat of the poetry that wow. nobody will catch unless they know the story. So it's like a—I don't know. That's how I write my poetry: is I write like the obvious layer, and then there's this deeper thing going on underneath. So sharing that, I guess maybe I'm afraid of people wondering what that deeper layer is and why, and coming to the wrong conclusions because they're, they're pretty blunt. Like your childhood. Like yeah or yeah like my inner struggles like the really deep struggles that I'm not ready to confront openly with everybody because I don't trust everybody yeah so it can cause questions that I'm not ready to answer but I'll answer them anyways because I believe that if it's a fear to answer it that I have to so I'd rather it not be asked because then I will answer it. And then I'm like, am I I'm forced myself to confront yeah. something? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm forced to confront something before I'm ready. And I'm like, well, here it goes. So yeah. I, it's, like, it's like opening up door. It's like unlocking the doors for people to open that I'm not really ready to unlock just yet. I can do it inwardly. I just don't know if I want to do that with people yet. Does that make sense? So Perfect So, sense. so music, music and poetry, those are the areas to where I feel like I, I unlock doors sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I let people, I invite people to ask me more deep, like deeper questions that I'm, yeah, I'm just not always there. I'm not always ready for that.
1: You mentioned you make music. Uh-huh. Like I've written instrument, for years since I all. lyrics. Mm-hmm.
0: All of it. I'm actually more of a composer
1: than Ooh, okay. I
0: am a musician. So I'm not a great musician. Like I play piano, guitar, drums, bass, a little bit of violin. Um, enough to write a song and sing it like I've had live on the spot live performances you know and street like on I don't know I used to be more bold like sometimes I'm bold if I'm in the sometimes I'm completely bashful other times I'm bold but um I don't I'm not a good pianist like I don't play well but I and I don't play guitar well I don't do I don't even know how to write music or read music I don't even know the notes on the piano but I know what I hear and what I feel And so I can find it because I just play by ear and I find things by ear. But as a composer, I hear entire orchestras in my head. So I can pick out the horns and what kind of horn it is. And I know what part it's playing and I can like record that. And then I can go over to like, um, like this is the different instruments, all the different violins. And this is the violins is what they're playing. Cause I can go over it in my head and hear it all over and over again. So I'm like a composer more than i would be a musician or like a singer but i can't do it i don't really have the capability i don't have like an orchestra where i can be like you're gonna do this and then you're gonna do that and then this is when it hits and but i can hear it like it's in me you know what i mean i wish i could do that i wish i had an orchestra that i
2: could just lead it's just oh that would be that would be such a dream come true honestly what's stopping you
0: too much work to get there that would be that would take a lot a large part of my life to get to that point and i'm not willing to give up all the other tens of thousands of things that i want to also do as much <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah i'm I like, do. I'm, yeah, I'm, like a, I'm like a gypsy i'm like all over the place i like having that freedom to do that to explore wherever i
1: want yeah i like how you mentioned how you could just hear music and you could just do it because i'm the same way i don't understand it but like like, my buddy, my, some of my moms, they know, like, they were with me when I was creating music live. Like, I was live streaming it. And I was literally playing the piano with my keyboard.
0: Ooh, I, nice. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah,
1: I was playing the piano with the keyboard. And I, it turns out I made, like, a very mellow bee. And I called it moon surfing. Because that's how it feels oh. like you're surfing in space. It's weird. I'm I the same way. Now. I'm the same. Don't sa-
0: you guys want to hear this now?
1: You want to hear the song? Yeah.
0: Can we hear it? Do we get to hear it, please? Uh
1: sure. Yes. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> just, just to re- just I'm to like let you to know, this just, just to let you know, is that there's a thing that you have to master the song, which means like make all the sounds blend together. I didn't get to do that. I just kind of. No, I kinda... know about that. Okay, so I just I didn't get to that's, that part, but it still rough. sounds good. This is the rough version. Got it. Alright, you ready? I don't know if you could be able to hear it though. You might have to turn on my stream for you to hear it. Does that makes sense um yes, okay, but I hope it doesn't echo or anything I'm pretty sure it won't all right, you ready these are these are one of the things I'm nervous fuck I'm bold, let's go. thought of that but yeah that's a good point but yeah uh-huh. there it is i literally made oh, yeah. that like off the whim yeah
0: doesn't it feel good when you can just create just poof there it is
1: yeah my f- my friend he's actually in the music industry out of california and he gets on my butt all the time he's like dude you'd be such a great producer you can make millions i'm like why don't you i found a new calling this yeah yeah so i feel right, like this is the direction i need to go yeah i'm better i feel like it's not just for me though i feel like the gaming industry needs this kind of new content to get to know people like you
0: yeah that's really cool that you have it i love that you have it i actually wanted to go back and watch up your other ones just so i could learn more about some of the other streamers i'm like huh i want to see but first i wanted to experience it though with you like, I didn't want to watch all of it um, when I was watching Creatures. I was like, I don't want to watch all this. I'm going to experience it fresh. And then I want to go back and see.
1: So you'd like, understand what? what, you'd feel what they feel when I ask certain questions and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. I wanted to see, like, I wanted to feel, like, interact with you and feel, feel what this is about. Like, feel the vibe of what this is. And then go back and watch that vibe with other people and be like, oh, that's cool but it's different. Like, I don't know. I didn't want to have that to have any effect on our interaction. And what do you it's think of this so genuine. far? Oh, I love it. This is totally my cup of tea. <laughs> it is. I love. I'm like, oh my god, this is a brilliant idea. What a beautiful way to like bringing out, and especially like your layout that you like. I said that you had told me that you're like, oh, I kind of go with like this character building, and I'm like, that's brilliant because it's so organized and yet it's so free. There's so, so much freedom sharing yeah.
1: and sharing. Shout I out like to my it. artist, too, Silly Hats. He actually streams on Mixer. He actually streamed my logo live while he was making it. It was oh, great. Really? And I was a oh, part of it. Cool. And we would brainstorm together while watching a stream. Like, I was a part of the process of that's all this, cool. which was great. I mean, him just brainstormed together, and here we are. Like, it's, yeah. it's beautiful. It's awesome. Yeah. But, yeah, this is great. What you're doing
0: is great. I think what you're doing is great. I really hope it takes off. It's just... It it's not going to be for everybody, obviously, not everybody's interested on that kind of a depth, but for everybody who is and wants to feel that connection and really wants, you know, to get a, a feeling of who these streamers are, it's epic. Like, what? A, there's no better place that you could go mm-hmm. for that. It's like already recorded. You're seeing real live interaction, like in the moment with the questions. I love it. I think it's great. You know, this is what I do for fun. Like, this is what I do at coffee shops is what you're doing.
3: Coffee But shops. nobody gets
0: to see it. Yeah. Like, if I go to a coffee shop, I'll make friends with everybody around me, and I'll have three or four tables talking to me by the end of it. D- deeply, deeply talking about life, crying, like, bruh, I do this. I'm known for this. Like I've always going been... In...
1: I'm going to have to learn how to do that with you because I feel like I have that gift to do that. Mm-hmm.
2: But it's just...
1: It, like, you understand, too. Like it, I don't want it to get to a point where I'm challenging... Where I'm I'm aggressively challenging somebody's perspective to the point where it's offensive. So that's that's where I'm like.
0: You know that I've actually realized over time there are very few people that are offended. Most people want you to ask about them. They won't tell you that. But most people just want somebody to care enough to ask. But you can tell when people are asking with an agenda and when people are asking genuinely. You ask genuinely. And I think people can see that. So that's probably why people want to open
1: up with you. Yeah. All right, you sold me. I'm going to start doing it. You know what? I'm yes, even going to yes. have a. I'm even going to. I was about to tell you, like, you should record it and put it on YouTube. So now I'm going to start. That's some YouTube content right there. Uh-huh. I'm going to start doing uh-huh.
0: that.
1: Like,
0: I right, that be fun. Oh my God. Like, like I used to do with the, with the camcorder, go and uh, interview people.
1: I'll be like, all right, today's special. I'm going to meet up with Lil Blasty Blast in San Antonio. We're going to go to this coffee shop and make some people cry. Let's go.
0: <laughs> so. No, seriously, that would be epic. We have to record it.
1: Well, do I'm it down, for sure. When mm-hmm. all this craziness is done. Yes. All right. So going back to you. Okay. <laughs> this me. is all you. So we spoke about your encounter with God of the Bible. Mm-hmm. So you see, you see life in a whole new perspective. Yes. How's that f- changed. How's that? So okay. So continue on from there. So you seen a tree. You seen somebody. Like <laughs> you know, go through that journey with us. Explain that journey with us of you just seeing life in a whole new way
0: so uh, this is what i can tell you you know how when someone's in love when they first fall in love okay they cannot shut up about the person they're in love with that's all they want to talk about that was me with god so when i first fell in love with him i was like i wanted to shout from the rooftops like how amazing he is and the more i'd read about him and the more i would encounter him and talk to him and the more time i would spend with him the more in love i was um, and my family was like, "Whoa!" Because I was a bad kid. Okay, not a bad like. I wasn't like ruthless, but I was risky, and I didn't care, and I was cussing, and I was the army, and like, you know, I wasn't like doing like drugs or any of that stuff. But I, you know, I just was flying by the seat of my pants. Didn't really have a lot of respect for anybody. Like I said, I didn't like people. Um, and then all of a sudden, I'm in love with everyone very genuine and i just want to reach out and just love people and it was such a immediate like literally overnight change that my family didn't quite know what to do with me um but they were like it's so it's beautiful but scary we're kind of nervous like what are you going to do next you know and um so they would kind of keep me at a distance everybody in my life i lost a lot of friends because the minute i said i believed in god they're like I can't believe you changed. Like they would be mad at me and they literally would just cut me off. And I'm like, wow, some friends, you know, like I guess they weren't really friends after all. And that really that as much as that hurt, I'm like, you're worth it, God. Like you're all you're the only one I've ever had, anyways, that really understood me. So I'm glad I finally got to meet you, you know. And I just I don't ever want to lose this. Um, but I did learn uh like the more i learned the more i would share but i didn't know how to share without pushing people away or being too much because i'm a too much kind of person you know i can overwhelm people pretty easily so i had really very quickly he taught me that he's like pull back and he taught me how to be a good teacher Mm. um because that's kind of how he approached me our first relationship was teacher was teacher student um it's turned into like father child and like all these other aspects have happened throughout the years um, but the teacher child, like he taught me that he's like, you need to teach people where they're at, not where you're at as a teacher. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So I need to approach people where they're at. And the only way I'm going to do that is to listen, quit talking and just listen to where are you at? Um, so I started asking more questions and then slowly talking to them about my experiences with God and people would just open wide up and um really just show me who they are ask me questions ask me for help you know and then i became a counselor basically i've counseled people for years i'm like my life is so jack why do you come to me i'm like do you see my life <laughs> i'm like do you not notice that my I, life doesn't
1: yeah, the yeah, polarity yeah. in that you know
0: uh-huh but even now even to this day i have people that i'm counseling with almost every day um and I think they come to me because of the kind of counsel I offer is very real, very blunt to the point. Like we get deep just like that. I'm immediately like what's actually going on because this is what I see. You're saying this, but this is what I'm saying. And they're like, oh my God, that's what's going on. And I'm like, okay, so where did that come? What's going on? Like, what are we going to do with this? Um, but I'm really blunt and I don't hold back truth. Like they know they're going to get the truth no matter what, when they come to me, they're going, I'm going to be honest with them. I'll be gentle as I can but I'm going to be completely honest with them about who they are, what they're doing, you know? So um, I've just established most of my relationships and I'm kind of, was known for that even shortly after meeting God is counseling people secretly, privately. Like, I mean, I even got booted out of churches because I've I've confronted many pastors. I've went from church. I've been kicked out of so many churches. And (laughs) because I love God and I'm like, you are not teaching these people. Like, if these are his people, you're misleading them. You're teaching them to pay you tithes. I'm like, that's not even in the new covenant. Like, I know a lot of Bible. So I'm like a little armchair theologian. So I would confront pastors and be like, what you're teaching is incorrect. That is biblically incorrect. Are you, do you believe in the God of the Bible? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, is that who you believe you're teaching? And they're like, well, I try it. I'm like, you're doing it wrong. You're misleading these people. So they pay you money. I'm like, quit stealing from the people of God. Or I will out you. And sure enough, I would start outing them because they wouldn't want to correct it. And they would boot me out of the church. But guess what? I'd have whole families coming to my house on Sunday instead of going there. Or they would go there and call me right after and say, this is what the pastor preached. Is it biblical? And I'm like, Yo. I'm like and I would go through it for a while. But I'm like, you need to come over to my house. We're going to start having fellowship at my house. And I'm going to teach you how to read the Bible so you can do this yourself because i don't want well jeffy said well jeffy said like as an answer yeah because they go to, they would go to the pastor and be like well i talked to jeffy afterwards and this is what and i'm like oh man. i lead you to scripture thus saith the lord i'm like god said take that to them like this have something for yourself to read don't stand on me i'm a human i'm like why would you stand on something i said I'm like that's it you're following man quit following men follow god i'm like Back to the, you know, so I had a lot of people that would constantly counsel me until I would train them up, teach a man to fish, right? I teach them to fish and send them on their way. And they've done amazing things. Like some of these people like have their own fellowships It's been great. It's been, it's been really beautiful. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of where the Lord took me Is he got me into counseling
2: people and just sharing with everybody. And what'd you do for yourself? nothing like god does for me i don't ever have to worry about me god takes care of me explain that um none of my needs
0: my none of my base like my needs have ever gone i've never gone without like i'm not kidding the amount of miracles that have been in my life are actually ri- ridiculously awesome like so people would hear about them and then once they start spending time with me they start seeing them <laughs> And they're like, whoa, this is real. Like there literally are miracles in your life all the time. I mean, stuff like I was single, you know, raising my kids, single parent, and I would have a electric bill that would show up and I'm poor, you know. I'm like, I have no money. And this bill is $118. And I would suddenly get a check for $118 from some place I've never been to in a different state. Like a car dealership in a different state. This actually happened for the exact amount of my of my electric. Bill. And I'm like, I've never been to this place in Colorado. So I, because I'm so moral, I called him up. I'm like, look, I've never been there. You cut me a check. I think you sent it. And I don't want to spend it because it would be wrong of me. And they're like, oh, you're, I don't even know how you got the check. Go ahead and rip it up. And I'd hang up and I'm like, Ugh, defeat. I'm like, why did I do that? Why? Did I need the money. And no joke. I was like, God, I'm trusting you. I did what was right. I know you're going to come through some other way even though this was the exact amount and it was probably a sign from you. And like, I just am trying to do what's right. And they'd call me back and you know what? We already closed our books for that quarter. So just go ahead and spend it because they don't want to reopen the books. I'm like, yes, I got my <laughs> bill thing. Like, and that is a consistent thing in my life. That's even since birth. Okay, even since birth, a lot of miracles. Like my kids are like, mm-hmm. Even since I was young, I've had miracles follow me. My, like my family would walk in when I was little and I don't remember this. I do remember a few times seeing the Lord when I was little playing hide and seek or, you know, just moments here and there, but they would, I get lost. Like my whole family would be over with all the nephews and everybody, all the kids would be playing together and I'd be missing. And they, I guess they would go on a hunt to find me. And I would be like in my, they'd find me in my room and I'd be like just praying and there'd be a light. They're like, Jen, literally a light would be shining down on you. And so we would just shut the door because we wouldn't know what to do. We didn't want to interrupt. And this is before they were believers. Like, this is before they, like, they believed in God, but they didn't. And they, like, a few of them went to church, like my grandmother, but they didn't know how to handle it. And other times they'd find me just in prayer, just like in a closet somewhere praying. And they would come and they'd be like, What are you doing? And I'm like, I'm talking to Jesus. Like, duh. You know what I mean? Like, we're
1: like, duh. Don't we all do
3: this? Like, this
0: is normal, right? You know? And they're like, Okay, well, we hope if you want to eat, there's food downstairs. I'm like, Thanks. And they'd leave and i would guess i would and i don't remember but they used to find things like that used to happen but they'd actually see like i've had angels or people that have like me and my two friends that were lost okay when i was in high school or junior high, i'm sorry junior high it was ninth grade um walking it was at night we snuck out okay and this guy approached us and warned me he looked right at me and they were on both sides of me and we were Guy and it was at this car wash okay this car wash that's like open base, and he just comes walking up from this car wash and we thought that maybe we didn't know what he was doing but it was nighttime like he shouldn't be there and he walked straight up to me and he's like you need to go back home because there are things that need to be done and you don't need to be out here this is dangerous and he only looked at me and i'm like okay i'm like well who are you because i'm like attitude right i told i didn't have out of that time i'm just like who are you like telling me i'll stay out here if i want to you know and i'm like yeah okay but i felt like this thing holding me back to am like i don't want to be too disrespectful and i look at the group my friends and they were looking at me who is this guy and why would he walk up and say that was so bizarre right and he literally started walking away and just disappeared wait what and i looked at them and i was like wait is this in my mind did this actually happen and they were freaking out they're like did he just disappear, or am I the only one seeing this? And I'm like, no, who you, who are you? Like, I'm like, I don't know. Like, that kind of crap has happened to me, my father, my grandmother, like, you about- Um, just different stories of like the encounters that I've had, the spiritual encounters and stuff. God. Wait, what happened so,
2: with the
0: guy? Okay, we're not gonna get exactly. it. My kids know these stories. They just might be to tell them God. all over <laughs> again. They always remember all the <laughs> stories. Okay, okay. Anyway, so, actually, you have to do this story. The last time we talked about this, I told I this. You're ridiculous. No, you didn't. I don't remember. Anyway, so, that, um, I think I've told it it you guys down. all of the stories. You just need to write them down and remember them. Okay, go that way, though. Thank well, you. I have my shirt on. Like, my kids are, like, all of us put their stuff on my desk. Yeah, this I see that.
1: Like, this ain't serious, you know?
0: Yeah. Oh, you do have a shirt on. Okay, good. Uh-huh. Um, so, anyway, so, yeah, that's, uh that has been a part of my life is just uh my family I mean that was a big part of why I think they didn't know how to handle me and I asked Mm -hmm. my mom later when I was older I'm like like why does the family why did the family treat me so different why do they still treat me and she's like Jen you're intimidating like you scare everybody And I'm like well that's great thanks um and she's like no like there's power on you there's something that has always been with you that just people the family really just doesn't know What how to deal with it like a power that's with you or a light that's with you and sometimes light scares people and i'm like well that's better said you know that's that's easier to take is that i'm Mm -hmm. like oh okay well this is why people make why walk wide circles around me i'm like i'm used to it floating yeah that's the floating that's the floating in between
1: i have a personal question
0: yeah how old am i i'm 44
1: Oh, that wasn't my question, but nice. That is <laughs> Thanks, I'm being That's fine. <laughs> um, I struggle with this. I have the same issue where people are intimidated by me. Because like how you just said, like, because I know there's something in me, but it's like, I don't want to intimidate people.
0: No, oh, I don't either. I hate, I've hated that word. In fact, being here, um, he's my mod admin, by the way, and he's a close friend. I've asked him many times that I'm like, explain to me again why people are intimidated. Like, how can I change this? And he's like, I don't know. It's like this and that. And he's trying to explain it to me. And a lot of people, I've asked a lot of people just to really get a grasp on like, what does it mean Yeah, to be intimidating? I don't want to. I'm such a big lover. Like people to like be pushed away from me. Um, but you know... I think i have understood different reasons why people can be intimidating and a lot of the time really what it comes down to i think the most basic understanding is people fear what they don't understand period they just mm-hmm. fear what they don't understand you yeah, know it's I, scary you don't know what you're gonna get
1: i agree with that but basically okay thank you for sharing by the way but mm-hmm. the question the, the the core of the question is that how do you deal with it though is what i'm saying are you saying like you're trying to see from their perspective why they have this intimidation towards you
0: yeah because i don't because i feel like it pushes people away um when really all i want to do is to get closer to people and so it's it's counterproductive to me so it's just i'm trying to find a solution but i realize you can't find a solution when it comes to that because that's part of the draw for the right people um i don't know how to explain it it's like I think this think is I how I, I dealt with, with it. From... This is this is this is what I learned in this. Ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is because of my faith. You're not supposed to attract everybody,
2: Mm-mm.
0: and you're not going to push everybody away. When somebody is meant to connect with you, they will, because it will. Everything happens for a reason. Everything's happens right on time. So the way I look at my stream, okay, my community every single person that comes into my stream is supposed to be there on the day that they that I that they're there. And if they stay it's because they're supposed to be there. And they actually have a function with all of the other people to have an effect on everybody else in the community including myself. So there's a purpose that I'm seeing. I'm seeing purpose in all of it. Um so I had to learn that with intimidate with intimidation there's a purpose for it. And I have to be okay with that purpose is that it is it does seem like it pushes people away and I feel misunderstood that's just personal and if I'm concerned about it I just I can become really selfish about that that I'm like love me you know what I mean like but at the same time now that I understand the purpose of it that I'm like well that intimidation factor it takes a really a different kind of person or somebody it has takes a chapter of their life to get them in the position to where they will reach out to you even though you have this intimidation factor and maybe that's what they need So it's like maybe they need to be strong enough to push past the intimidation to be strong enough to tell the truth I have to share with them. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Maybe that's a good filter for people to be ready to absorb what I'm about to pour into them because it's going to be a lot. So now I don't mind it because now it's a safeguard for for them, not for me. A safeguard for them. Maybe. I don't know. kind of guessing but that's what i believe and that's what i feel even if that wasn't the purpose there is a purpose and i do believe that
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i like how hybrid says it in chat he says sometimes it's the opposite sometimes people need a little push and they're waiting for you to make the first step some of my thing is that because i had a conversation with ice rocker last week about this is that she feels bad for telling people what to do and i told her it's like sometimes you have to be the lesson that they've never had
2: Huh. so it's just that's what i learned well, from it
0: but that's not, like learning from not, somebody else's experience you're talking about yeah mm-hmm. i think that there is oh that definitely brings understanding i don't think that brings experience to people but it prepares them for their own mm-hmm. and that's that's what i think parents do i think that's what parents should do i think that's primarily what parents should do is share their lives with their children so that their children are ready for theirs yeah they're learning what to do and what not to do even the things that are unspoken just being real and living your life around somebody can teach them so much and as a parent i'm very open completely honest with my kids and i invite accountability from them Mm -hmm. so that they can truly see what it's like to be and i have to remind them that i'm like yeah Like they'll come down on me. They're like, mom, you're just, you know, you feel like you're not there for me. And we just feel neglected because you're always busy working and blah, blah, blah. And they have these complaints and you do this wrong, you do that wrong. And I literally, when I get to the point of breaking down, I'm like powwow time, which means that we all sit in a circle and everybody has a voice. We have to listen. Everybody gets to say whatever they actually feel, but you have to try to be gentle and loving. But I'll tell them, I'll just break down. And I'm like, you know, guys, I'll be honest. I've never done this before. I've never had four teenagers before in my life in this stage of their life and i've never been in this stage of my life i've never been 44 before this is all new to me and you're looking to me and expecting me to know what to do i don't know what i'm doing i'm literally winging it i'm like <laughs> you know what i mean i'm like it all could fall apart but i'm still trying and i really could use your help and it's like it's those moments that really hit them that they're like you're human like <laughs> You know, because you put your parents on a pedestal, you have all the answers. Mm -hmm. Or we put people on pedestals. You have all the answers. Just help me, lead me. And then they come off the pedestal and we're disappointed. So I constantly remind my kids that I'm like, I am blowing it. I don't notice, but I am constantly blowing it. And I have no idea what I'm doing. We're in this together. And help me out here. And guess what that brings out in them? Purpose. They start. Blooming in their own gifts because now they want to help because they realize she doesn't know what she's doing. Let me step up with what I what I have to offer. It gives them purpose, a sense of purpose, and that's what they
2: need. Because where's they're the, here for a reason. Where's their father? Uh so my first husband um is my oldest, Isaac. Isaac is my oldest. He's twenty. His
0: father um has been gone. We lasted a year, and then he got i didn't want i didn't want children never want to be married i like already compromised getting married but i was like oh we're adventurous we're gonna travel he was kind of a nomad like me he was like it you know that like gypsy that gypsy freedom going on and mm-hmm. it was just gonna be exciting and then he decided a year in that he was, a child, and I, he was like you need to you know you're my christian wife like you need to give me children and i'm like we agreed no children i'm like okay fine you know i this is my job and i'm all you're gonna have so i will i will you know i'll give you a child the minute I got pregnant, he freaked out and left. So he's like, I'm not, I'm not father material, and he took off. So I was like, that's oh, okay. I'll just throw Isaac in my backpack and we'll go. I got a little buddy now. So I did that, and then the sec- my second husband was the other three, um, their father. Um, and I was with him for 10 years, well, nine and a half years. But he, had, he was an alcoholic and a gambler. He, mm-hmm. wasn't a, he was secretly. For a good, um, the whole time I was getting to know him, but as soon as we married, then it came out. I'm like, how did you hide this this much? Like, you're how did I not see this? Um, because he wasn't really throwing himself into it, but at that point, he threw himself into it and he was like living a wild life, so he was gone all the time. He'd be gone for like weeks at a time. I was very devoted. No matter what, he'd be like, you know, strip clubs or be to hot tub parties with girls and or doing God knows what, and he'd come back and I just forgive. Because I knew the Lord, you know, at this time I was saved. So I was like, I'm just going to keep loving you. I'm like, I'll chase you down the street and overcome you with my love. You ain't going to break me. But the minute my children are hurt by it, and they were, once he made us homeless, like he, I'd worked really hard. I separated from him for nine months, moved down to Las Cruces, New Mexico from Cheyenne. He was, I left him in Cheyenne. I'm like, go find the Lord yourself. Go get yourself together. When you're all put together, I'll still be waiting for you. I waited for. All nine months didn't really talk to him, um, didn't divorce him though, raised the kids by myself, established my own home. I was homeschooling and working a full-time job, like I was doing a lot, and everybody, his family and friends were like, he's changed, he's like in the Lord now, and so I let him back in, and within three months, he made us completely homeless, and I was head zero in the bank. I mean, all my savings, broke my car, like... It was just too much of a temptation. There's, like, gambling halls, like, every corner in New Mexico. And, and that was the point that I'm like, and now we're done because you just made us homeless, and now you're hurting my children. And I'm like, Mama Bear comes in. Like, I love you from a distance. Like, I will never give up on you. I, we're still friends. We've been friends since then. Like, he's still a friend, but, it's, I, you know, my trust level, of course, is like, I wouldn't touch you with the. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm like, never again. Never again. I don't <laughs> believe in once something's done, it's done. And I'm okay with that because the relationship changes and now we're friends and I love him from a distance, but, um, yeah, that's, that's those two, that's their fathers. So, but he's followed us. So it's the one thing I will hand, I will give this much to him. He, no matter where we've moved, he's been homeless and everything just to move and be around the kids. And he's still trying to get here to Texas and be in San Antonio so he can have visits. So he can spend some time with the kids. And that's huge to do that for the last, what another 10 year
2: uh more than that maybe 15 years last 15 years so you um, just
1: lo- so how is it raising the kids by yourself
0: i honestly don't know how i've survived it when i look back i'm like it only has got truly it's i can't even tell you how difficult um yeah like people are like you know hats off to you single parent i'm like you don't how crazy and how stressful because one of the biggest stresses is that i have to be both mom and dad so i can't be the nurturing mom that i want to be i have to be the stern dad because i'm outnumbered i'm like i don't know if they noticed or not i'm outnumbered i'm like so one of them rises up two of them rises up i can maybe handle them when they're young three of them gets a little out of control four i'm outnumbered Like they will overtake me. Do you know what I mean? So I'm like, I have to keep things. So I raised my kids. I didn't have a mom that was around me growing up, so I didn't know what it would look like to be a mom. Like my brother raised me pretty much. Like he was my everything, and he was terrible. Like he was, he didn't, he did his best, but I'm like, he was a couple years older than me, right? So he was like into drugs, and he was. We were skater punks. That's we were just troublemakers Um, and running away all the time and thrown in detention homes. Like that was my experience. So all of a sudden I have these four souls that I'm a steward over and I have to raise. And I'm like, I have no idea how to do this, um, but I'm going to do the best that I can. So in order to keep the peace and keep order, keeping order in the house, I learned that from the army. So I'm a drill sergeant. Like they used to call me drill sergeant. As a putdown, down they used to call me drill sergeant, but I'm like, don't make me drop. I'm like, say it again. I'm going to drop. I'm going to drop you. You're going to give me 50 right now. Like, I used to have them physically, like, punish them by working out, you know? That's the ha- that's only the thing I knew about parenting was this is what the Army taught me. Let's try this, a pecking order. So they were raised in a pecking order, like the oldest answers for the youngers, and, you know, they all answer to the one above them.
2: Is it still like that?
1: Mm-hmm. That's, that's dope. I like that. It's
0: yep. the only way I knew how to do it, how to keep order and not have all hell break loose. But in order to be a drill sergeant, my nurturing side had to be pushed aside. And when that comes out, they're like, mom's a nurturer. Everybody jump, you know? And it's like, what? Like they all jump on me and like take, do you know what I mean? So it's like, I had to try to balance that throughout the years. And let me tell you what, my kids have been, they've missed a lot. They've missed a lot of mothering. They have. A father that's not even a dad that's not even a man do you know what i mean it's, mm-hmm. it's how hard is that for them that is so unfair to them that they didn't get either they didn't get a dad and they didn't really get a mom so they got a drill sergeant <laughs> and i'm like i'm so sorry i love you like i i don't know i'm like i didn't know what else to do but here we are and we're all safe and healthy and look at you guys are absolutely amazing like they are the coolest people Aside from the fact that they're my kids, they're just (laughs) cool people, period. Like, I would be friends with all... Like, they bloomed, but they have a lot of... I know they have a lot of hurts and stuff that they haven't even
2: confronted yet because of it. So, that's unfortunate.
1: How do you handle that, though?
2: How do you plan to handle that? Um,
0: well, I know that it makes them who they are, and it's making them who they're supposed to be, even when it's hard, even when it's, like i'm watching and i'm like i wanted better for you what is better what -hmm. is better for them i want them to accomplish their task on this earth and if this is what it's going to take for them to be trained we're in training right now this is training down here you Mm -hmm. know according to my faith we're down here what 70 years that's nothing compared to eternity i'm like take this 70 years to train this is boot camp down here and if it's hard it's okay that's good for you like boot camp If you're like, your muscles are getting ripped and torn, that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. Does it hurt? Hell yeah, it hurts, but it's good for you. And it's the same thing with them having tragedies in their life. It's the same as us facing loss. It's good for us. We just don't realize it at the moment because all we feel is pain, Mm -hmm. but it shapes us. It makes us capable of doing what we're called to do. And so that's how I plan on handling it is just going with it and just doing my part to ease the pain as much as I can,
2: but still let them grow by it. You're badass. <laughs>
1: Thanks. Thank <laughs> no, you for the
2: support, man. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, you're doing it. You're like, I see yeah, it in probably. the chat too. Like, you, for the circumstances that's been given to you and what you have to handle, it's turning out extremely well due to your methods and your heart and your spirituality all involved and i congratulate you on your success so far
0: ah thank you i do find that a success is that we're still we're still here we're still hanging in here and still learning Mm -hmm. and i appreciate that because it's been uh really all god i can't even take credit for it to be honest i'm just like thank you i it's not me like i'm literally like i'm like the misfit of god's family (laughs) i'm like the bad girl of god's family uh-huh. and I'm like he just puts up with me. I don't know why he loves me honestly because I'm like <laughs> I have done everything you could possibly do wrong as a Christian. Yeah. But like literally, like I like I've done everything I've gone into like cults to what I mean, like to completely like I don't like you anymore, God. I'm gonna go to the world. Like I've done it all. And mm-hmm. the fact that he's still so kind to me and like so loving. And that he's I'm like, how are my kids even alive? I'm like, by God's grace alone, that is the only way they have not killed each other and like <laughs> things haven't fallen apart. So I can't take any credit for it, but I do find that to be success, is that I'm like I'm a perfect example of how God can take a total disaster and just turn beauty, just make it into beautiful, you know. Art. Art. There we go. He's a creator.
1: Creator Actually probably my
3: favorite
0: my favorite trait about him is that he's creative. Because I relate, of course, to that.
1: Definitely has his ways to create opportunities as well. Mm hmm That's And look at animals aren't
0: creative. There's nothing else on this planet that's creative besides us. That's how we're made in this image. That's why I'm like, we are like you that way. And we laugh. Those two things. Those are huge.
1: Mm-hmm. You know how
0: impactful that is? Think about that.
1: Yeah. One of the biggest things I learned is like, try to, try to teach a dog the concept of tomorrow. It's like, we're, the, we're really yeah. the only animals in the world. That's just like, that understands time.
0: We, we have reason. And yeah, yeah. there's nothing else. Nothing else in the world has reason like we do. They don't reason. They don't build, they don't create, they don't laugh. There's not like, you know, that's why it's like, people are like, we're made in God's image. God looks like me. Well, that word actually means characteristics, like in the way that you're created. And I'm like, there's so many things like, you know, he created the world speaking it into the existence. So our words are very powerful. Mm -hmm. And we need to recognize that, that, you know, who we are as humans, who we are as souls, i don't even think like there's so much humans but our souls who we who we what kind of creatures we are um if we are like god in any form we should really hold on to those things because it's such an honor you know being creative is an honor it's a beautiful powerful thing so our words which are powerful and so moving and they can change life they can change the course of the entire world a couple words Somebody standing up on a mic and saying a couple words. Bob Marley, for instance. <laughs> you know what I
1: mean? Yeah. But at the same time, it's our responsibility because those words can be used for evil, as history mm-hmm. has shown. So
0: the weightiness of it. That's anything that's beautiful and valuable is weighty and scary. You know, there's a lot of responsibility that you that you need to take with that. And people can be so irresponsible it makes me sad. And I'm like, You're gonna regret so much at the end mm-hmm. of your life. Because you just don't realize how powerful you are. You know, all these people feel so weak and scared, and they just want to, like, like, a lot of suicidal people that come into the stream. And when, like, you seem, you, you think that you're weak, but you're so powerful. And if you just got to hold of that, then everything would hit, reality would hit, and be like, whoa. You know what I mean? tends like, change. yeah. You get that reality yeah. check of, my life and how i live it is going to affect the whole world because there's a domino effect right all it is yeah i affect five people who affect ten people who affect it is going to change the world that thing that path that god has me going on in the world that Mm -hmm. changes everything what if it was death i was bringing instead of life that's what's scary
1: you could easily do it that's yeah so like going back to your dream you could by choice and responsibility you could easily do a 180 take all that exactly. life away
0: exactly which i have that's why i'm like why do you even love me <laughs> i'm like i have failed i'm a failure and he's like i love you guys. it's
1: like no you're he's human like, is what you are. He like
0: spanks me and then he like cuddles me and i'm like thank you i needed that be so easy on me actually that is so easy on me i'm like am i weak i'm like is that why you're so gentle to me it's because really i'm fragile on the inside i look tough on the outside and i am tough on the outside but beyond that toughness i'm extremely fragile and god knows that so he handles me very
1: fragile like
0: very that's,
1: that's something i learned in the military it's like the harder sh- the harder the shell the softer the inside
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's what i realized
0: yeah yeah, yeah it's
1: so true it's awesome okay mm-hmm. so let's get so let's get into the whole why you're on mixer so how'd you even start streaming
0: So by accident, um, like I was saying, I was saying earlier, briefly, I told, um, I I didn't even pick Mixer, Mixer, Mixer picked chose me, (laughs) like Mixer picked me. No, um, basically just because I was on Xbox and they changed their name to Mixer and I realized that they could record your VODs, you know, and I had, we had done the people I was playing with, usually on Destiny or overwatch like we would just do stupid crap destiny we would do all kinds of stupid crap that was hilarious so i had to record everything my xbox got full and i'm like wait this program records your vods i'm like i'll just do that started broadcasting got people into the stream um showing up on my they showed up on my screen and i'm like are you in the game i know nothing about streaming at this point like nothing and fell in love with them they taught me everything and told me plug in a connect we want to see you i'm like why they're like because we like watching your reaction i'm like oh that makes sense exploded and grew all of a sudden became a big streamer before i even knew what i was doing and thank god for my community honestly it's just kind people that came in in my community and taught me like this is what you do this is what a green screen is like this is this is how it should look. this this is how the chroma key works and Mm -hmm. you should use this app like i literally was carried as yeah. a streamer, I even grew by being carried by other bigger streamers. <clears throat> you know, so that's why. And honestly, I just believe God plopped it in my lap. Because what's really awesome about this is one of the many miracles. At the time that I found mixers, um, whatever, when I changed, their, changed their name into mixer, my second son was going through a hard time. He started like dabbling in drugs with some of his friends and drinking and, um, he started getting out of control. And so I was a manager at three different gyms, um, but I was at one main gym. I was a manager, and I had the keys. I opened up. I, can't, I couldn't just leave. But mm-hmm. then I kept getting calls from the school to come and pick up my son because he's in trouble or to go to a class for, that, you know, for him to like learn whatever stuff from the courts. And, <clears throat> and I couldn't just take time off, but I needed to be there for him because I was gone working he had way too much freedom way too many things he was doing way too much and i couldn't be there to watch him or to like be that influence for him and i was like god this is on you you i'm in this position it's not my fault i have to be both mom and dad i have to be the provider who's out working and the mom who's supposed to be at home and i can't choose i can't do both so fix this like do something. I don't know what to do. There's nothing I can do. I'm like, I'm in tears. I'm just, you know, like blaze, just do something. And literally that next week is when they changed the name to mixer. I started accidentally basically broadcasting exploded in a month. And suddenly I'm a streamer. but I'm working at the, at my job um, at the gym. And then I'm coming home and streaming all night and not sleeping. Like I literally would stream, turn off my stream, get dressed and, go to the gym and I'd be like lifting hundred pounds weights and putting them away. And I just had energy. Like God just gave it to me, but I grew so quickly that I started making as much money streaming as I was at my job. And I was like, Oh, I see what you did there. God. I'm like, okay, get it. This is what I'm doing. I can be home. Yeah. And you gave you just literally handed this to me to help me out. And I've been home ever since streaming. God has kept it up. Even though I'm like, I'm like, why do y'all watch me? I'm so boring. (laughs) Why are you here? I'm like, really, it's my community. It's freaking amazing. That's why people are around. It's my community is, like, all the people in my community are so much fun. Like, they're my entertainment. Mm -hmm. I get on for me to be entertained by the people in my community because they're so much fun. So really, I'm like, really, it's not that just God is helping me to provide and be home for my kids while they're troubled and trying to, like, find their way through all the hardship we've been through. But he sent also so many people to help and, like, not only carry the stream, but, like, donate and, and help feed us and pay my bills so that I can be here with my kids since I, they never had a mom. You know what I mean? So I'm like, oh, you don't even understand how God's using you guys. Like, I just wish I could hug them all and just be like, I love you so much. Like, oh, my God, God is totally using you. And just being who you are, just your personality alone is, like, getting good. You know what I mean? I'm like, my yeah. community is carrying me and my children. And my kids feel it. I feel it. We can't be thankful enough. Like that's a hard thing is when you're filled with so much gratitude that sometimes you just want to explode, but you don't know how to show it in a way that really, really they get it, you know? So I cry and then that they play on it, right? So like we have a crying emote because every time I start getting taken care of and start feeling that love and I realize God is bringing people in and they have purpose and they're beautiful people and they're like, doing their part. And I know they're gonna be blessed by it and I'm getting blessed by it and they're taking care of me, my like, ah, the tears start flowing. So now they love it. They wanna see me cry all the time and I'm like, cut it out. Like, I don't wanna be crying on my stream all the time. But yeah. That's awesome. Don't let her little sweet voice fool you. She's a bully, I can be a bully.
1: You can't but be a bully? But only for you trolls. Oh yeah, the trolls for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. show them what's up. Mm-hmm. Gotta oh, put yeah. that hammer down on them.
0: Well, see what happens is I get the really funny trolls stream and then I mod them. <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> really?
0: All my mods are so trolly, but they're like the good trolls, not like the bad
1: trolls. So when the they're actual the so when the trolls come in, they know how to out troll them. Oh,
0: they fight over who gets to eat them first. <laughs> like they are hilarious. It's I'm like, what did I do? Like That's I think it's not
1: trolls. <laughs> That's actually great. You just gave mm-hmm. me a huge idea for my... Okay.
0: Yeah. It's almost like That's taking brilliant. the criminals and turning them and, and putting a badge on them. Yeah. <laughs> right? They know like, how to think like them. Yes. Like They know exactly yeah. what to do. That's exactly
1: what got. Yeah. Yeah. The way, best way to deal with a troll is get a better troll.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Nobody can, nobody can get one up on my troll. Like On my trolls. On my trolls. <laughs> 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 on my mods. On my mods. My mods are on top of it, you. Yeah they can see right into a lot of them have really good sense of character too yeah they can tell when somebody's trouble before i can nightwing especially and he's my mod admin i have two mod admins he and peach and uh mm-hmm. he could be like i can see this one is being going to be troubled down the road and i'm like yeah i don't think so no mm-hmm. i don't see that at all he's always right always i'm like how do you know and he's like
1: <laughs> i don't know people like this is why I trust. I know, you. I know my kind.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, exactly, exactly. I'm like, there's a reason, you know, this buddy. Yeah.
1: Explain your, uh, your experience when you got partnered.
0: Um. So I grew so quickly that I was only a month in, and at the time, the standards were you needed to have 50 for two months, and I'm a very much a rule follower. I'm such a nerd. Okay, I'm a total nerd. And I'm like, no, 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 we must follow the rules and do it, like, exactly. Um, but I had all these streamers, Jared FPS, Lucky, like, all these bigger streamers that actually helped me to grow. They were, like, telling, they were, like, they had come in a message. They're, like, go for partnership now. And I'm like, no, I don't have two months. they like, you will get partnership. Go right now. I promise you're going to get partnership. Well, I didn't know that they were, like, helping Mixer, helping Lead Mixer
2: at the time. Ooh, and, okay. um
0: not lead it but they were really influential voices right so they were like do it now get partnered And i'm like no 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 and not only that i wanted to make sure it was my growth that it was legitimate so nobody would ever question that like i'm really good about covering my tracks with everything mm-hmm. um just i just don't i don't know why i'm like that but i'm like i want everything to be in place because i don't want any anything being turned any stone being turned over to where it's like aha you know So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it right. And I immediately got partnered. I mean, it was just easy. I'm like, wow, I wasted how much longer that I could have been partnered and having subs. And I'm like, maybe that they were right. I'm glad that I did it the way I did it, though, because it did become an issue later with some other partners. But um, becoming partnered with Mixer was exciting, but I didn't really understand what being a streamer was. We're talking like a month, like two months in to streaming it's so huge. i'm like okay i'm a partner i guess i get a sub button and people are like they can sub to me every month like that's interesting like yay yay me i'm like i don't even know what things or like like that means anything to anybody you know now yeah. it, i mean over time then it really did because maybe i had to fight i really put in a grind of hours i still did a 26 hour stream once because of grinding for partnership because I kept getting hosted over and over and over by all these big... And I'm like, well, guess we're going to stay on for a couple more hours. And then I'd have, start having too much fun and stay on too late. And finally, I was like, why am I this tired? I can feel like a zombie. And my uptime mm-hmm. was 26 hours. So I'm like, I should go to bed.
1: Gosh.
0: <laughs> yeah, on the weekend.
1: Well, shout out to everybody that helped you out. That's, that's amazing. That's pretty dope. Oh, th- yeah. And you said this was... So you pretty much got partnered two years ago. No, I've been partnered over two years
0: i started right after they changed to mixer remember so they were Beam.
1: yeah I, yeah I don't, I don't know when they changed the mixer though
0: okay so i started
2: it'll be um so i started september got partnered in january so my very first
0: stream is september 26 but i streamed like literally once or twice a week for a, a little bit and then i just started streaming consistently and like um November Mm -hmm. so I had all November and December um to grind for basically to get 50 concurrent viewers which I was already getting like I said in the first month but like the month of November is when I just exploded and got to like 30,000 follows and I'm like oh my god what do I do with this like I don't even know what I'm doing you know and so it was only within a few months that I got I exploded I had all these views I had changed my whole group of mods because some of my mods were completely out of control. They were my friends. And they mm-hmm. thought they had the rules and reign to do whatever they want. I have to unmod you. And I lost some friendships in it. And it was really unfortunate. But like everything was changing so quickly. I was but it's it was, it was exciting. That's how my partnership went. So it will be it'll be what, three years? Three years this September that I've been streaming. September twenty-sixth
1: with my first stream. That's awesome. Well, congratulations on that. that Thank dope. You. That's dope. That's so you. amazing. Alright, little blasty blast. So we talk, we spoke about your character creation with every character creation. We always set attributes. Hold on, let me fix this. I'm messing okay. up. Dude is
0: an unstuck counter
1: <laughs> Yeah, so we always set attributes. It really bad. So what I'm gonna do is I'm going to name off a few characteristic traits, and you rate yourself from 1 to 5, 5 being the right. highest. And of course, chat, I would love for your participation and put your opinion on what the number yes, is, of course.
0: Please.
1: All right, first one, curiosity. Mm,
0: 5, easy. Why? Because I am, I'm always full of questions, always have been since birth. I'm always looking to... I always want to learn more. I'm a student of life at all times. Student and so, of
1: life. Yes. I like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When was the last time you did something for the first time?
2: The last time I did something for the first time? Yes. Um. I don't know. I try to mix things up all the time. Even little things. But, like, a big thing, maybe? Sure, yeah. Something that stands out So like Um. Well, I cooked
0: something I've never cooked before recently. Which and, was what? Um, what was the last one that I cooked? Because I always try to like, cook something. Like, cheesecake's going to be my new one. I've never made a cheesecake. So that's actually going to happen this week. Um, what did I cook that I've never cooked before? I think I told you guys. And I'm like, look, I've never done this. I don't remember. I don't remember what it was that I cooked. But that was something new. That I did. But I do that stuff all the time. Like anything that I do normally. You know how like you do things the same way. There's like a way that you do stuff. Like you shower the same way, the same order all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Try mixing it up just to throw yourself off. It's fun. Like just do it different. Just out of nowhere for no reason at all. What's other than to throw yourself off of your rhythm because you could find another rhythm really easily out of that. You never know. Yeah. Kinda...
1: It reminds me of Meat like, yeah.
0: rat... Shut up. Oh my God.
1: I remember <laughs> trying out like when you put on like, Pants or shorts or something. We always have that one leg we put in first. Mm-hmm. Yes. I tried the opposite leg a few times. I'm like, this is freaking weird. It feels weird, right? <laughs> yeah. It's yes. so weird. It keeps so things weird. fresh. It yeah. really
0: does keep things fresh and helps you. You know, I think it's a good practice of um, adaptation. You should be adaptable because life mm. never goes like you plan it ever. Never. Not a single person on this planet can say, life has turned out like I planned. Not a single person. So no. it's good to. Throw yourself off and then learn to adapt to it. To me, it's a little challenge. It's like little mini games. So as far as doing something I have never done before, um, I do it all the time. It's like little mini games. I'll do something differently than I've done it. I think the, the newest thing I've tried is actually getting on stream and doing deep, the deep end, which Wait. is... So a deep end is something I started on my stream, which is getting on and opening up like I am with you right now.
2: It's like an emo podcast.
0: Instead of being the streamer, because I kind of had this view of what a streamer should look like for years. And I finally was like, you know what? I'm just going to completely throw that out the window and just be me mm. on stream live and be Good completely move. open. And I-, I called it deep end, the deep end, because I normally run extremely deep at all times. But people don't know that they didn't know that on stream because i'm like playing video games and laughing and being goofy or being like aggressive and competitive and that's the only two sides they knew they didn't know that part of me so i throwing pottery was a new thing and i kind of opened up a little bit with them there and they liked it and i'm like what if i threw my whole image of what a streamer needs to be out the window and stopped trying to do my job and just was me on stream like god can i do that is that being like good am i a good steward over my job if i do that you know and so i had to like pray about it but i just went with it and now it's i love it i think they like it
2: how long have you been they doing it? Enjoy
0: it it's the best ever thanks from here. um i think we've done it five times now guys is that right about five times but it's not just me talking it's me asking them like how are you doing what do you feel and then i'm hearing all their perspectives Mm -hmm. so it's a time for them to open up and share everybody anybody can talk anybody can share and i try to read all of it out loud so that everybody hears so they're heard and um, that's something i've never done before it's like facilitating a deep conversation with multiple people i'm usually a one-on-one counselor um Mm -hmm. and i get deep with one-on-one Or just talking about myself but to include everybody else has been amazing like some of the perspectives i get from the people in my chat like the most unforeseen people it's like you know it's a kid that's like young like he has to have permission to be on my stream because it's 18 plus stream right Mm -hmm. and he's in there acting like an adult and some of the, the things that come out of him i'm like oh my god like that's so impactful like ah oh, that's awesome that it came from you like I don't know just like the, the people that you don't think uh, like you just see them a certain way and then they shock you when it gets to the deep end yeah shock you it's I love being shocked it's one of my favorite things ever
1: we all have There's always something was it never judge anybody because they always know something that you don't yeah it's great Mm-hmm. amazing
2: yeah. yeah that's like the newest thing I've done I'd say it really took a took a step loyalty 5 why um i'm loyal
0: to a false i don't know, i feel like i've even lack, i i feel like i even push wisdom aside for the sake of being loyal um because and you know i wonder if it's because i've had abandonment issues from my past from my childhood or from my past or if it's just in my nature I've tried to figure out, like, what is the source of this loyalty that I have? Because I am literally, once I put all my chips in with somebody, it's to the death. Like, even if they never talk to me again, I'm still praying for them, and I'm still hoping for them, and I'm still loyal. I don't know how to explain it. There's changes in relationships that I'll make because there's, there's loyalties. Mm-hmm. So, um, for instance, like, my ex, very loyal to him. Didn't matter what he did. I, was staying, I stayed loyal. I won't cheat. I'll always be here for you. I'll do exactly what I said I was going to do, period. Hands down. Until it comes to my kids that I'm more loyal to. Or let's say my kids I'm super loyal to, but I'm more loyal to God than any human. So really, it's just a matter of which loyalty is above the other one. But I'm extremely loyal on all accounts. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, I'd say five. Patience one <laughs> all
1: right i was hoping i would find one that's a one at least well there we are we got it we found it all Thank right so, Shout yeah. out Nightwing. so why is it why is it so bad
0: yo i don't know i don't know army i don't know i'm yeah, tolerant. Whole, Hurry don't get up me wrong yeah. oh my god i'm very efficient i'm like the efficiency place hmm and I'm very impatient when people drag their feet. And I think so much of it came from my mom raised us this way, which is like, go, 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 like hurry up, hurry up everything. She was in a hurry all the time. And so I was always like, ah, like a nervous wreck until I like got into the rhythm of always being like quick, always being ahead of everybody else um, with making sure everything's prepared and ready and we're going to go and I can hurry and pick up and, and move Um, growing up. And then with my kids, I had to train them that way. Because there's four of them and we couldn't get anywhere, you know what I mean? Like, if I go, 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 like a drill sergeant, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, you need to be on top of it, and like really expecting that there's no way we could function the way we needed to function, get to places when we needed to, be done by the time we needed to. So, I've been in this hurry up mode, and so much like so much of that is like the army, right? Because I learned from the army how to raise my kids, so the drill sergeant. Efficiency, you know, there's no waste. You can't waste time, like. But then it's hurry up and wait, and you waste a ton of time, really. In the what exactly did I learn? I don't know where I got this (laughs) from. I tell you what, I am I can be very impatient, and what's funny is it can come across as intolerance a lot of the time. But I'm actually an extremely tolerant person. But I think I'm split. There's like the warrior side of me that's just like so intolerant, and then there's like the super soft side of me that's too intolerant. Or too tolerant.
2: Too tolerant and then intolerant, so.
1: What challenges is that line
2: for you? Um, my goals. My, my motives. So,
0: like, let's say I'm in a game. Okay, a lot of it is, like, the game that I play. On stream, let's we'll talk about stream.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: If I'm playing a game that's chill and I just am in the mood to have fun, I'm tolerant. I'm not, I'm more patient. Um, and I know what to expect. So I don't have like this goal out there that I need to accomplish, like win the game. So let's say um, days. I have days every Tuesday. I already get into more of a chill attitude on Tuesdays because everybody's at different levels. I'm not gonna expect us to win. It's not a standard that I feel like I need to reach. And so I throw the standard out and my focus is fun. So of course I'm gonna be more patient and tolerant with everybody. Mm-hmm. And more patient with how long it takes them to get into the stream and how long it takes them to get into the party now inwardly i'm like hurry up you know what i mean like, like but i hold it back and like practice patience whereas if i'm playing a game to win i do not put up with crap i'm like no wrong do it again do it better but that's how i was trained in gaming i played with really really good teams like semi-pro people that's how i learned gaming with and they were they would put me down they'd scream at me like we'd do destiny raids and if i blew it the whole team would scream at me and put me down. Like, you got to be thick-skinned. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, how could you do that? Why would you do that? Why didn't you? Don't you? Stupid. Like, they were abusive almost. But I got trained. I'm used to military, so I'm like, that is nothing. Like, that didn't even mm-hmm. phase me. Yeah. I'm like, you're right. It was my fault. I won't mess up again. Watch me. And I would improve. And that's actually how I became a better gamer very quickly. So I appreciate it, but I come across that way in a stream with people that are not used to that, and I'm like, oh, they don't like that. And I'm like, oh, I should probably take a little bit. But I can still show a lot of impatience. Nightwing hates he hates it. He's like, I won't play with you because you scream at me. I'm like, I'm so
2: <laughs> <laughs> Like, such a failure, I'm so sorry. I do love you, I swear.
1: Yeah. Ad, uh, adventurous.
2: I think she's more patient than she thinks. Ooh. That'd be
1: nice. Yeah. Adventure. Yeah.
2: Um individually, five. Like serious five. I'm so I'm like, I even now I'm just like, what's next?
0: You know what I mean? Like my bucket list. I'm like, I just the bucket list just keeps growing. The more I accomplish it, the more it grows. Personally. But as a mother um i can't i can't be this event i'm the wild one of this family i'm more wild than all of my kids Mm. like i'm the wild child here so they it took four of them to calm me down and they know that so they're like mom (laughs) like, okay mom like settle down kind of thing and that's i can do i can be risky i can be risky and they're more level-headed i think so um, but I'm the adventurer of the family so I'm like let's get up and move guys I'm like let's just move anywhere they're like why why would we and I'm like because we need to move we need to get out of here this is terrible like Albuquerque is like the worst place we've ever lived we're moving like pick a place in the map anywhere and they're like well I don't know what like what about the schools and what I'm not even thinking about like what schools like mm-hmm. I'm like let's just go it'll be fun just let's just like I'm like let's just throw a dart at the map and we'll just move there that's me but my kids are like, mom, we need to think about what places have good schooling and what places are like affordable. And I'm like, right, that came next. I'm like, well, you know, first let's throw a, a couple places. Well, throw a couple darts and then we'll look into those places and like pick the best out of the three or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like that's me. I'm like, let's just go. We'll make it work. It'll be fine. It'll be fun. So I'm yeah, I'm very adventurous, but I've learned to not be. Um because it's my children are at risk you know what I'm saying I can't be adventurous because if something happens to me who, who are they going to have mm-hmm. but once they're with their own families better watch out here I come wrote. <laughs> I'm going to be hella adventurous it's all going to be back
1: why so is that how you ended up in San Antonio
0: mm-hmm. it's picked a place we had passed through here one time and we saw the Riverwalk, and I'm like guys yes I'm like gorgeous. let's go to san antonio there's the Riverwalk, and it's music it's like music a music base mm-hmm. it's like musically inclined and like and it's further south where it's warm. and i'm, I'm like do you remember the Riverwalk? and they were little and they're like well we kind of and i'm like yeah let's go there and corpus christi is only two hours away remember we went to corpus christi i'm like the ocean's two hours away and like the mountains are on the other side a couple of hours away. it's perfect and mixer's there like mixer has the or pax pax is there I'm like, so we can I can meet mixer people maybe if we move there. And so we were trying to decide between this place and Austin, and we just were like, yeah, San Antonio sounds
2: fun. Riverwalk, let's go.
1: Yeah. Have you you haven't checked out Austin yet?
2: Mm-mm, never been there.
1: That's an adventure waiting to happen right there.
0: I know. We asked a lot of people, and people are like, "Well, Austin's great. There's a lot to do for like when you're older, but for teen for families." um san antonio is more community based mm-hmm. i'm like mm. i'm like they're young enough to wear san antonio work and then once they get a little bit older maybe we'll <laughs> <laughs> you know i don't know who knows
1: there are some yeah. other point. Uh, yeah i do know yeah confidence
0: eight out of ten only benefit me and or not are- oh my god i mean you're ridiculous um confidence
2: oh confidence hmm um out of five i would say three two and a half three i'm confident in the fact that i'm going to blow it
0: does that count just kidding <sighs> like i'm going to not do it perfectly and i'm not, i'll never meet my own standards. i'll never do things up to my own standards my standards are extremely high for myself.
1: Um, is, that, is that what interferes with your confidence? Because you have high standards?
0: No, no. Um, I just know my failure. I know my weaknesses and I know my failures. Okay. And I know how I'm prone to fail. And mm-hmm. I know that I'll never be perfect. And because of that, I lack confidence in myself, but I have more confidence in God. Faith. It shifted. Yeah, it shifted from me to him. So. Am I confident? No. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not confident in me because I literally blow it. I'm so, I can be such a disaster. I can be such a mess. And even when I try really hard, I still blow it. You know what I mean? And sometimes I don't understand how to do it or there's always something that gets in the way of it it being perfect. I'm a perfectionist. I'm like, I'm never going to be perfect. Um, But my confidence, it creates a lot of humility. Um, which is really just having confidence in God, and, in God to carry you in anyways ways and help, make
2: it work anyways, you know? That's my confidence level. Doesn't strike me as that. It feels like you're at a solid five. I, you, I seem like a level five confidence. hmm Okay, well, let's just say it this way then.
0: I am 100% confident, like 100%, five, all the way to the tippy top. confident in what I'm saying because I won't say it unless I am.
2: Okay? Okay.
0: I'm 100% confident in what I believe, or else I wouldn't believe it because I don't believe in doing half anything. But in my ability to be okay let's just talk about like normal confidence what other people consider confident am i confident do i um think highly of myself no no i don't i'm not confident of my looks because i see my flaws i'm not confident of my personality because it's not for everybody and sometimes i just piss people off and i'm like my great one of my greatest fears is being a b-word and i am all the time <laughs> like there are times where i'm like like such uh, I, I'd like to say about a brat. Okay. We'll just say that. I come across as such a brat. I'm a little aggressive. Okay. A little passionate, a little intense. And it comes across as like, I can be really bossy and I don't like that about me. Like I don't like coming across that way and I'm working mm-hmm. on it. Um, so I lack confidence because of that. Um, but I'm, I'm cool with that. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm cool with, with not having confidence. Myself, but there. What and what I think you guys see, what people see when they think I'm, oh, you look confident, is because when I speak, I'm confident.
2: I know what I'm talking about, or I wouldn't say it. Like I don't, I don't bowl bowl anybody.
0: Do you know what I mean? Like I don't, yeah. I don't. I'm not trying to deceive anybody. I'm very confident in my motives. I'm very confident in my heart, and um, and what I'm saying. I could be wrong, but I'm open to learning. I'm like, correct me. I'll learn. I love learning. I love being corrected. But I know what I know, and I don't know what I don't know. And so that comes across confidently. So I think that's why. She's a denial but whatever.
1: Do you <laughs> don't know what you don't know?
0: Yeah, I don't know what I don't know. Okay. And I'm okay with that. Like, I'll, I'll admit, I'm like, I, people can ask me questions. I'm not going to just excuse my French bullshit them and like tell them. Something that I think it is, or come up with it on the spot, I probably could, and it probably sound really intelligent. But I won't do that because it's wrong. So I'll just tell them like I don't know. Like my kids come and they're like, "Mom, you know what should I do with this?" And I'm like, "I've never been there, and I don't really know, but we could try some things. Let's try. Let's be. Let's see. Let's try this. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. But when I do know it, I'm like, listen here, I know what I'm talking." You need to listen to me, children. Like, (laughs) do you know what I mean? I'm like, no. I know this. I know this like the back of my hand. I can still learn, but this for sure, I know. This is like fact. This is facts.
2: So, that's where most of my confidence comes from is knowledge. Self knowledge
1: where you discovered yourself.
2: Oh no, no, because you're always discovering yourself and you're always changing. Yeah, Um,
0: knowledge that's concrete. Unchanging knowledge, immutable, immutable knowledge, like um, gravity. It doesn't change. You know, what goes up must come down. Like, not like there is that kind of knowledge. So things that are factual, absolutely factual, Um, or things that I believe are truth, but I will say them that way as well. According to what I believe, this is the truth. I know it to be the truth. You'll never change my mind, ever. I'm hoping to change your mind. And I'll be honest about that. You know what I mean,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I'm like, God is real. Change my mind. You can't. It won't ever happen because I met him. Like, I know him. I talk to him like all the time. So I know he's real. I would like you to acknowledge that, like, just to consider that he might be real. Like, do you know what I'm saying? If I'm talking to someone who doesn't believe, mm-hmm. um, and that comes across as. I'm confident in my knowledge, and I am confident in my knowledge, but that's not the kind of knowledge that really makes me confident in talking to people. It's the stuff that they can look up themselves and
2: see as proof. Yeah,
1: right. Makes sense.
0: Yeah. Stubbornness. (sighs)
2: Yes,
0: (laughs) man. Ethnicity is European, European mix, all over the place, a little bit of native.
1: Stubbornness.
2: Stubbornness? Mm-hmm. Um I would say. God, that is the hardest one yet. That's honestly the most difficult one. Why is it so hard?
0: Because I'm a fighter, but I'm also a big lover and I can compromise. Um
1: you're stubborn to fight, but also stubborn to love.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty stubborn. I'm only stubborn with certain areas of my life, and then other areas I'm, like, a big pushover.
2: Like, I'm not as stubborn. I'm not. I can. Okay.
0: When I'm around alpha, my alphas, I'll give. I'm not stubborn. I have a lot of give. I'll, I'll change. I'll adapt. I'll...
2: You know I mean, I'm out to please. Um, but when I'm the alpha, I'm stubborn. Hmm. So I don't know. Three, two and a half. <laughs> two and a half. We just all of these be two and a half. I'm like, no. what side are you talking to? I'm like multiple personalities. I'm like, wait, hey, which one are you asking?
1: No, yeah. not all of them two and a half. All right, next one. This is... one's like two and a half. Yes. Ooh. I like
0: how your I like how Nightwing's like I know her better than she knows herself. <laughs> what would you say it is, Nightwing? You think I'm five
2: stubborn? She's not. I'm not too... stubborn with you though. I'm stubborn with almost everybody in my stream, but not with him.
1: Cause... She's stubbornly debating her stubborn score. Oh, see how he flipped that.
0: There we go. See, because this is the side of me that's stubborn. Right here.
1: But about yourself. Nightwing,
0: Nightwing I, I, I submit to you for the most part.
1: That makes a whole lot of sense. Okay. So we'll agree on a three. There we go. Three. Okay. Right, I'm like, next- what's
0: funny is the one that's saying this is the one that I actually submit to the most, probably in my stream. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I'm a five. I'll, I'll cons- reconsider the number, Nightwing,
1: uh,
2: okay. privately.
0: I'll think about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, next one blasty uh yeah, self-awareness. Enough, yeah. 5. Explain that.
2: I'm I think I'm overly aware of myself to be honest. I don't think it's healthy to be a 5 on self-awareness. You
1: don't think it's healthy? What do you mean? Mm-mm.
0: I don't think you should be so aware of yourself. Um Why? because you... Because you become too conscientious about your own little world, your own little bubble. You stop seeing other people as much. I think that's just through my experience. When I'm overly aware of myself and everything I'm doing, self-awareness, we're talking about like, so first of all, I'm very introspective. I'm constantly breaking myself down and building myself back up just to check everything. It's like taking, it's like being a cyborg and like taking pieces off and checking to make sure everything works like constantly, like in this conversation, I've done it probably three times. I know, and it works really fast. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like evaluating, self-evaluation, constant self-evaluation so that I'm very aware of what I'm offering, what I'm giving, how I'm interacting with people, what is their reaction to how I'm interacting with them, how does my response to how they react, you know? I'm so aware of that that sometimes I get caught in my own thoughts about me and I become the focus for me. Hmm. And really, I just want to erase me and just see them. And it, that gets in the way. I get in the way. I, you know what I mean? Like, I block my own. If, I, if, if Blasty becomes the lens that I'm looking through at people, I'm going to see me and them. I'm not going to see them. So I don't want to be too self-aware. I need to, like, remove the lens and forget about me for a minute. Because who I really am is
2: going to come out more than anyway. So I don't need to be aware of it, because so I'm gonna be me no matter what, but now I can just focus on them, you know? You feel like you've improved over that over time? Slowly. Slowly. I'm not where I wanna be with that. I'm not where I wanna be with that.
0: That's what I'll say, but I know I want to be, and I recognized that when I was young. So since I was young to now, there's been progress, but it's not been as quickly as I'd like, and it's not as much as I would like. I wish I could completely remove me from the equation altogether, to be honest. Not be so self-aware. Not even be aware. Just be so comfortable in my own skin that I don't need to acknowledge it. And just be, like, God-centered, and just see God in people, and just love. I don't know. That's one of my goals. It's one of my dreams. Like, that's my dream, is just to disappear. Like, not be so... Where I'm not an issue, I'm not something that needs to be handled. I'm not something that needs to be thought about because I'm fine. I'm already taken care of. I don't need to take care of me. I shouldn't be so selfish. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to be selfish or self-centered.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. It's very interesting selfishness thought concept. Selfishness is
0: bad. Yeah, selfishness is bad. Man, I don't like it.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. All right, Fun last one. Actually, no,
2: another one. Forgiveness. Five. Why? Because I'm forgiven. That's the only reason why. Because I know how bad, I know how much I... And I have no excuse. None.
0: That's the incentive for me to forgive. And it's actually, uh, I want to forgive.
2: I like forgiving. It feels good.
0: It feels better. It feels good to let people off the hook. Now, it doesn't mean lose wisdom. Forgiveness and trust are two completely different things. A lot of people take forgiveness as though you should, because I've done that too, to where I forgave somebody and attached my trust right to that forgiveness and trusted people that should not have been trusted. And I was with abusive men for too long. But the forgiveness wasn't bad, just the trust. So I've learned since then to forgive and remove the trust. Love them from a distance. Forgive them, truly forgive them. Let it go. You
2: know, Isaac isaac i'm in the middle of an interview please keep it down i know you guys are having discussions
0: or raging i
3: don't know it's raging. it's pretty loud
0: i think they're playing i think they're playing fallout and something's happened but go ahead <laughs> <laughs> better at it now she forgives way too much she's better at it now it's because people like you've taught me night he's very wise
1: uh, have you met Nightwing?
0: No. We've just texted and he's just through text messaging. He's taught me a lot because he's very good judge of character and he's very to the point. So he speaks to me in a way that I need, which is like, you know, just <laughs> a little smack around. Yeah, <laughs> a little smack around, like lies, you know, he'll just, like, why do you do this? He's like, why do you do this friend? But he's always loving with it. I always feel loved. But he's just straight to the point. He does not. He holds me very accountable to my own, to my, the things I believe in, you know, where he knows where I want to be. I think he just innately knows, like, he just kind of knows that he understands it. So he confronts it pretty quickly. And one of the things is why, why would you do that? That's so stupid. That's so illogical. And I'm like, Your mom. yeah, you're right. I need to work on this. <laughs> like I can't argue with him. That's why I submit to him. He's my alpha. I don't argue with He's not the person that I will argue with. I'll argue just to be funny and troll him, but really on a personal level, I'll completely, sub- I trust him and I trust what he has to say and I trust that he's looking out for my
2: best interest at all times. Truly. So I'll listen I- to him. Alright, last one. Good luck. Okay. I don't believe in luck. But but other people would consider luck, I would say a five.
1: Let's talk about you though why don't you believe in it
0: because god is in control of all god ordains everything everything happens for no luck um everything has purpose everything okay let me put it this way this is how much i believe in this let's say i stub my toe it's bleeding like it hurts like something like it hurts you know and i was i had the skiing trip planned and I don't ski, but I have a skiing trip plan and I stubbed my toe and it really hurts and it's swollen and I'm like cursing God and why has this happened to me? My life is so okay. But in reality, what happened was I stubbed my toe because I sneezed and I wasn't watching where I was going, but I sneezed because a particle of the air of the dust came and landed like in my nose and made me sneeze. Okay. But... If
2: I had not stepped
0: my toe, if that particle of dust had not fallen into my nose, made me sneeze at that moment and stubbed my toe, I wouldn't have taken 10 minutes to wrap up my foot before getting to work. And if I hadn't done all that, I would have gotten in a car wreck and my children would have been killed. And now I'm living a life without my children. So I look at everything that way, that I'm like, who's in charge of the dust of like, that particle? floating through the air into your nose. It has to, in order for you to sneeze at the right time, in order for you to stub your toe at the right time, in order for you to take the 10 minutes to keep you from the wreck down the street because your children are supposed to live another day. So everything I see is connected that way. Everything happens for a reason. So how do you equate luck with that? They don't fit on the same, they, they can't fit on the same page. They, they're contrary. They, they contradict each other
1: reminds me of a may i share a story with you from uh ancient chinese zen story Mm -hmm. so there's this farmer and he has horses one day the horse a storm came through and scared the horse so bad to where he ran away into the woods the other villagers asked him
2: i know this, this story
1: you know what it is
2: Yes, but
0: keep going. I love it. I okay. want everybody else to hear. Yeah, so mm-hmm.
1: they, asked, they asked the farmer, is he okay? Is it, are you worried? Are you worried about anything that's going on? And he says, maybe. Next day, yeah. the horse comes back with three more horses. And they said, wow, aren't you so excited about this? And the farmer said, maybe. So the next day, the farmer's son tried to tame one of the wild horses. The son ended up falling off and broke his foot. They asked the farmer again, aren't you worried for your son? He said, maybe. The next day, a Chinese army comes into their village to recruit all young men. But they say they can't recruit his son because he has a broken leg, rendered him useless. And they asked them again, aren't you happy that they didn't recruit your son? And he said, maybe. Mm-hmm. So it's just, well, a exactly. just happened. Exactly exactly so great it's
0: all okay it's all it's all see that's where i think people lose their purpose is because they measure when you said success i'm like um the way people measure success has a lot to do with their level of gratitude and what's happening or how they even uh, how they even respond to what's happening in their lives you know what i mean so it's like what is successful it, was it successful for his, you know, was it successful for the three horses to come back? It's like, really, that's what you're weighing is. Is this good or bad? Mm-hmm. And the answer is yes. Yes. It's both. And that's ultimately where it comes down to faith. And I think that's where people really get stuck is they're like, well, who's in charge of all of it? You know what I mean? Like, who, why, why, why is it this way? Why is life this way? Mm -hmm. you know and um that's what got me on my search and i wanted to ask all the questions because i'm so curious i'm like i need to go find the source you know and uh even loss even pain there's questions i still ask god that i'm like why would you create loss why would you make us hurt this bad that doesn't make any sense to me Like, couldn't you have helped us to understand it in a better way and the answer is obvious no not if he's perfect if he's perfect, this is the best way, even if I don't understand it, even if I don't like it, but trust, trust. And, um, that's what I find successful is trusting. That's where my greatest success is going to be. And that's going to be my, that's going to be what I always strive to is to trust God more and trust myself less and my own intelligence, you know, cause I don't know anything really. I'm going to look back on this, this all at the end of it and be like, Whoa, that was completely different than what I thought it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to be thankful for things I was never thankful for. And the things I was really thankful for, I'm going to be like, wow, that's actually hurtful. That actually hurt us. Mm-hmm. For our good. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to, I think. Yeah, exactly. Exactly what I mean.
1: Without loss, there could be no gain. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. But yes, that Chinese story, that's beautiful. I freaking love that.
1: Mhm. There's also an I was going to tell you another one on forgiveness. Have you heard the one on forgiveness?
0: No, no, which one?
1: So it Okay, so there's a master and a student. The student asks, the "Master, is that he's went through hard times. How can you forgive those that that they're the reason why he was unfortunate to have these hard times?" So the master responds. He says, if you blame them you never reach your journey to forgive them if you blame yourself you're halfway there but if you blame nobody you have forgiven them Mm-hmm. yeah that, that's that really helped me out a lot too i was like oh
0: i want to repeat that one i actually want to keep that one that's something i'm going to be sharing again i'll
1: tell you after the okay. show We'll write it down somewhere or something. <laughs> yeah, we do
0: because I've yeah. actually been. Ju- I just recently. One of the. I actually just confronted that very thing, as I'm like, "You want to find somebody to blame, but you keep flipping back and forth between it's them or it's me or it's them or it's me, and neither mm-hmm. of those are going to get you where you need to go." But that's a perfect way of putting that. I'm like, "Oh my God, right?" And you have nobody to blame. Is when you know that you've forgiven. Like, ah, oh, that's gorgeous. It's so simple. I wish I could, like, say things as simply as that sometimes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, long story short, it definitely helped out, um, cope with my father's choices of being a alcoholic. So, oh, yeah. I can yeah, imagine. It, yeah, we'll talk more after it, but that's definitely yes. what I helped out with, of course. Yes. I a little Blasty Blast, we talked about your character creation. We set your attributes. Now... You're off to your main quest.
0: Okay. That's
3: so cool. what is
1: so what is your main quest?
0: Uh, my main quest, my goal.
1: Mm-hmm. I guess like a pretty solid because after this is going to be side quests, so it's like short-term goals. So basically, look at it as a main, a main quest as like pretty adventurous long term. The long term. Okay. A long term. Um, thing.
0: being more like a that's it, and everything that I do, stream wise um long term census is also considered a long-term goal so there's like the earthly one and then the heavenly one okay so the heavenly one i want to be more like that i want hmm. my, to see less of me and more of him in my life um that's that's the major one the major heart one the dad the practical one i would really like to take this stream to traveling around the world meeting different cultures and streaming it live Eating their food, learning what they believe about life, how they view life. Um, I would just really like to travel, like to different countries and different people groups, and really just get a feel of. I'm um, getting deep with them, and mm-hmm. even live live with them, and try to live the kind of lifestyle, and just document it. You know, like just having you guys watch it with me and interact with me, and come up with should I do this or this? You know what I mean? And everybody helping me. That's my long term goal for this dream.
1: That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I wrote a note down. And I, yeah, that's a good idea. Good little golden nugget you shared. That's awesome. All right, okay, so that's thanks. the main quest. What are some of your side quests?
0: Getting all my children out of school. <laughs> like, <laughs> really copy? caught me. Okay. Have them all driving safely. Getting them kind ca- know, like, that's basically, basically everything right now is, you know, once you become a parent, your life stops and there's spins. so... Even my stream is right now for them. Like, I'm here to be here. I'm, I'm streaming to be here for them while they need me and to be here to guide them and to make sure everything runs. While also building something, hopefully, Lord willing, for myself or when they're out of the house that I can have for myself. That's familiar and that's something for me. Um, but... Almost everything that is a short-term goal, the minute it's about me, I usually take that off and put it back on them because I'm like, there's too many of them. They have too many needs and I don't have time for me yet. That day will come. That day will come. And when it does, all I'm going to be doing is missing them. Really? So I'm like, just enjoy them. You know what I mean? Like, So I see it happening. So all of my short-term goals are how can I get them where they need to be? How can I help them feel, get, grow into themselves, accomplish, get where they want to be in school? You know, because like Mm -hmm. my oldest dropped out of school because he's like, I don't believe in school. Okay. Your life is going to be harder as long as you're willing to accept that. And he's like, I am. I'm like, all right, I'll be right here loving you through the whole thing. I would rather you go to school because I think I know better. And I think it will help you. And I think you'll regret it. But ultimately, this is your decision. And he made the decision to rise against it because he doesn't believe in the, in the system. He's like, I shouldn't have to have a piece of paper to prove myself to men. And I'm like, agreed. That's idealistic. May not practically help you, but by God, I believe in the ideal. Do you know what I mean? So I'll stand by you until you figure out what you're wanting to do. And there are times where he's regretted. He's like, maybe I should have. I'm like, well, you still can. You know, like we can, you can always fix it. You can always do it to your best to fix it. But um. But yeah, just helping them to achieve their goals and coming into who they want to be and that's plenty I don't have room for anything else other than just pay my bills those are my short term goals
1: so you completed your main quests and you completed the side quests and now you reach your final boss what is the final boss you wish to conquer me explain that
0: I'm the only one getting in my way. As with, I believe, everyone. Like, we're our greatest, we're all our greatest enemies. Um, And it's always like, that's always like the twist, right? So you're trying to succeed and you are the only one stopping you from succeeding, depending on what you believe is success. I mean, um, I would like to
2: either be who I want to be. Or fully accept who I am,
0: even if it's not what I want to be. Mm-hmm. But I'm not there. That's the
2: boss. That's going to be the boss. It's going to be a life. I feel like it's going to be a lifelong.
0: I don't know if I'll ever reach that,
2: actually. I don't know if I'll ever be. But it'll be fun trying. It's fun every time I try.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a good answer. Oh, your kids are a little loud, by the way.
0: <laughs> I'm so sorry. you are you're really loud.
1: Just, it, tell them, just tell them 15 more minutes.
0: I turned my gain down. down. It's weird that you could. Oh, it's because I put my mic on this side.
1: Oh, okay. So oh. you're
0: picking up that. Okay. Yeah. I it's all right.
1: You. It's okay. Well, say you do ca- conquer your final boss and it hits game over. What is the legacy or impact you wish to leave when somebody opens your save file? Boss.
2: Honestly, I would like them to see a giant arrow pointing up. That's it. I mean want to that? be an example. I just want them to know that they're. So, if there
0: was anything that I could really share, or that I really want to share with everybody, is they're not alone. As the two things, not a single person on this planet is going to understand you, but there is one person who will. It's not on this planet. Do you know what I mean? It's like there's one person. And I believe that will change everything for the good. And every single person is that one relationship, that one encounter. Um, so if there's anything in my save file that I want people to see as an example of that, of what God can take, like this mess that God can take
2: and turn it into something still messy, but really... Um, purposeful, useful, like, with a reason to live, with love
0: for life, you know, I just think if I can serve as as an example,
2: I mean, really, I want some people to look at me and be like, man, if
0: God can do something like that and make it successful, there's going to be no problem. I want people to look at that and see that. I think that's why God let me be like the um, misfit of the family
3: mm-hmm. is
0: because I don't mind him using me as an example. So I'm like, well, I'll, just throw, I'll just throw it all out there. Like, yo, if you only knew how much I blew it and look where I am, like, that's all God. Like, he's just that, that kind, con- he's that loving. You can actually count on him. Like, that's what I want people to see. And it's safe. I want people to see that all this, all the knowledge I have, everything sharing that hits the soul. That all came from him. Like, it's all him. Like, he really is amazing. And that's really all I'd want. That's all I want to be seen. Just like an arrow pointing up to where they bypass me and just go straight to like the source and go, ooh, like
2: curiosity, you know? Yeah. That's what I'd like.
1: It's a great save file, Blasty.
2: Thanks. Thank you for doing this. I feel
1: so of honored. Course. Of course. <laughs> I'm, what do you mean I'm honored for you to be on the show? What you talking about? Ah, that's kind of that's kind Ah, Of, of course. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So for the people that are listening, if they don't know who you are, uh, where can they find you?
0: Mixer.com slash Lil Blasty uh, You can also find me, well, YouTube. I'm hoping to start updating again. That's also Lil Blasty Blast. Instagram. Little Blasty Blast. Twitter, Little Blasty Blast underscore. Not just Little by Bl- Okay, that's the one that's different. That's where you can find me. But I'm mainly on Twitter. And then, of course, my Discord. Um, but yeah, I mainly uh, stream here. And then Twitter and Instagram are like the three that are my main. Awesome. Yes, sir.
1: Again, Little Blasty Blast, thank you so much. Yes, yes. For coming on in the show and sharing your save file. I'm truly honored and blessed for you to be here It's awesome all right for, for the people that don't know though what's your name and who say follows this
0: i'm a little blasty blast and this is my
1: <laughs> awesome <laughs> all righty y'all for the, everybody that's showing all the love and support in the chat thank you so much i seen the embers thank you again for all the donations you guys really was that little icing on the cake to this show you guys make it more live and more interactive and i'm truly Mm -hmm. honored that y'all giving me your hardcore currency which is time and i feel like the only currency us humans we have is time and thank you so much for everything bushman gaming what's up man he's actually what's up bushman there but anyway and there he goes with the ember train (laughs) oh man this is awesome ember hi yeah thank you so much Bushman you're amazing man he's actually that's dang bro okay this ain't about me right now alright thank you so much <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> thank you so much dude um but yeah uh hybrid did mention that the audio did go out when you said your uh your ending motto so if mm-hmm. you can if you want to do that again for us please the, the
0: who I am and, but, yeah um, yeah. so I am a little blasty black.
1: It it did it again. It did it again. It's so weird. Is this God? Is this God doing this? What's going on? It's so weird. Yeah, it did it again. scream
0: it from the rooftops.
3: Yeah,
1: we gotta get it though. We gotta get it. We can't give up. Let's get it.
0: Okay. Okay. Are you wanting me to like get up in the chest?
1: Yeah. Listen. Do you do the best you?
0: Okay. My name is Little Blasty Blast. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. I have like way too many images of what I wanted to do right then. <laughs> Failed. Crashed.
3: Try again. Go. <laughs> Let's go. No. Just try it. Try it. Try yeah, it.
0: No. no, no. You've officially hit my bashful side. <laughs> Start I was going to be like flexing and everything. I'm not doing it. Not
1: doing just it. just say happen. the last part. Go. Boom. I mean, you did the first part. <laughs>
0: Okay, my name is Lil' Blasty Blast, and you all need to go follow Gold... Everybody, just drop that follow. He's absolutely freaking amazing. He does amazing save files. That's actually what needed to be said right there. Everybody. It happened again.
1: <laughs> Alrighty then. Thank you so Not much. Have- <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm glad I got the bashful side, though. That's dope. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: but that's true you guys actually i love some of his other pod, like his other vods i guess they'd be vods save files are they on youtube they're on youtube right
1: yeah they're uh, the videos face. the videos are on youtube and then the audio oh, versions yeah. are on podcast platforms such as apple google and spotify
0: oh i didn't know you did podcasts also you mm-hmm. guys please shout out um for anybody who's in any here can you shout it out like your
2: youtube
1: yeah, it, goes, it's so uh, it exclamation it, like, on yours. exclamation point socials. I don't remember you... if it's with the S or without S. a S. Bushman Gaming again with the Embers, man. Thank you so much, bro. Much love.
0: You guys should go definitely check up on some of them. I did. I'm actually going to be going and other ones, and I'm actually considering doing that on my stream
3: because yeah.
0: I want to learn about some of these other streamers. Um, and I think it'd be really interesting for you guys to, uh, watch it with me and just kind of like have some discussion about some of the things because it's just more perspectives gold lion you were freaking amazing i absolutely love this idea i love that you like i said the fact that you're taking time to really ask the deep questions and you do it so comfortably like you make everybody i can tell you make people feel just really comfortable and willing to open up and the way you ask things, I'm like, ah, yes, yes, you're definitely gifted in this area. Like, this is important. I think people really like to be seen, and you pick up on all the things that I think are most important. So thank you. Thank you so much for letting me experience this with you. And
1: Awesome. And I also, and, yeah, thank you for the words. Holy crap, it makes me feel yeah. special. <laughs>
0: yeah, you are, you are.
1: Thank sure. you. Um, I usually ask streamers as well if they're down for a one year like i guess you could say like how everything's going a year from now so are you down oh for part gosh. two yes. Save file part two.
0: absolutely yes awesome for sure let's hope i'm here lord willing lord will willing be here. i'll be here no you're gonna be here a year from now no, maybe you'll i'll be, be here happen. who knows
1: no i know you're gonna be here
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm hoping i am definitely hoping so i can. i would love to be able to compare the two also just how much has changed in that yeah. time
1: Dan Bushman out here and Juiceman thank you so much for the embers alright so let's go ahead and wrap this up Kay. chat you're amazing I love you thank you for all the love and support little blasty blast you. you're beautiful amazing human being thank you you're just awesome I love Aw, it I think- it's so dope alright y'all stay happy stay help Premier you play games hell yeah i play games i'm a nerd bro come on look at my vods you can go ahead and look at my vods i'm actually working on final fantasy 7 and i'm playing last oasis with my boys so yeah i'm a nerd it's all good all right y'all stay happy stay healthy and most of all gamers stay golden till next time everybody love y'all see ya bye Ye- yay